0: Listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com.
1: We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.
0: For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy have before us the opportunity to forge, for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order.
2: Either you are with us, or you are with the
0: terrorists.
1: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters.
3: in the house of the Lord. Forever. Forever. Podcasting to you from the heart of golf course land and sunny skies, where my money is worth less. It costs $120 to fill my tank. But I'm super concerned about these January 6th protesters.
2: I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I mean, it, it's really hard to think about anything else except what those poor Congress people went through on January sixth. Then
3: I, you know, oh,
2: you know, gosh, it's it keeps you, keeps you up at night. It does. I, yeah.
3: yeah, I've been doing some like some some uh, uh, you know some some like mindfulness, some breathing techniques and stuff, just from <laughs> you know because a couple times I would get hot, you know, just yeah. bothered when I see. Police officers removing barricades and then people walking past them politely going inside of the ropes into the Capitol building. Yeah, I, I, mean, actually, I watched that live. I don't know, but you know, in the words of uh, the great Steph Curry's wife, uh, I I can't lie, I saw it live. So, you know, <laughs> I, I know that uh, I know what I saw. So,
2: yeah. And, and by the way, podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs>
3: whoa do we mess up the intro do we need a retake
2: no 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 No. retake necessary no
3: okay fair enough well (sighs) gosh i'm sure glad that we got wall-to-wall coverage of this january 6th thing
2: yeah in prime time yeah
3: that's so cool man it's like the journalists you know they they care about us you know
4: yeah yeah no
3: no very very little coverage of inflation no coverage of the world economic forum no coverage of Davos. No Luke coverage Ru- of Ka- Bilderberg. Luke, Luke Rukowski is yeah. the only person covering Bilderberg. Uh, Tim Pool gets a bomb threat called into him for like the fifteenth time. Yes, last night. But I mean, the media came through when we needed him most. You know what I mean? And they are here for Johnny Depp. I mean, the
2: January sixth trial. Yeah, we we get Johnny Depp broadcast wall to wall, but not the. Ghislaine Maxwell trial It's interesting
3: People who flew to Washington, D.C. Held in jail as political prisoners Which is illegal in the United States But thank goodness because they almost Overthrew our democracy In that dark, dark day And, uh, you know The client list for Ghislaine Maxwell You know, it's weird She was erected, uh, charged uh, And convicted Of sex trafficking minors but like with with nobody, like you know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just she's just, just sex trafficking minors, so, like solo. <laughs> yeah, just sex trafficking minors, but by myself with my dead boyfriend. So no need to
2: cover any any of that. No, no, we got. Well, let's. We, we got a couple of clips. I kept them mercifully short. Uh, my. My favorite person and the daughter of one of my favorite people, uh, Liz Cheney. Let's hear from. Oh my goodness, (laughs) let's hear from Liz Liz Cheney. Cheney. She's
3: she's good. She's good. Hold on. Is this? I mean, uh, let's go ahead.
1: On this point, there is no room for debate. Those who invaded our capital and battled law enforcement for
0: hours were motivated by what President Trump had told them that the election was stolen and that he was the rightful president. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob and lit the flame of this attack.
3: I mean mercifully short is
2: the right way to go. Yeah. I don't know. How, how can you argue good. with that? It's science basically. I mean it's practically science. Like, hey uh,
3: about science.
2: Yeah. You should check so, out our last show. So you might think, uh, well, you know, Liz Cheney. We want to hear from a Capitol Hill police officer that was that witnessed, and believe you me, this this lady might look like an actress, but uh, Capitol Hill police officer, just you know, your typical blonde, uh, you know, actress looking police officer, just like all of them are. Um, let's, let's hear her describe in detail so that there's no way to believe your own line eyes of watching what happened on C-SPAN live on that day. She'll tell you what actually happened.
5: I can just remember my, my breath catching in my throat because I, what I... S-
3: Dude, she's reading lines. Those are memorized lines. Mm-hmm. She's pausing in between to remember her lines. This is not. This is fake. This is not.
2: This is not a real first-hand account. Sorry. I I'm not sure she's a real police officer. No, I I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I honestly think they like got some testimony and then like, well, we can't have some fat schlub like. Like here, let's let's get an actress and and she'll we'll swear into the police so did, department. Did you see she's...
3: this clip? So you saw you saw what she looks like and
2: everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because
3: it's interesting because I'm not seeing it and hearing it. This just sounds like somebody poorly reading lines. Yes. But like how about this? Reading lines all right, but not evoking the right emotions for the lines. Right. So, think high school drama. Nervous. Yes. I
5: can just remember my, my breath catching in my throat. <laughs> because... It's, it's,
2: well, sorry. To no. me, it, it brings back that lady at the Kavanaugh hearings. Like, that's who... Uh, Coney Barrett? No, Kavanaugh. The lady that was accusing Kavanaugh.
3: Oh, wasn't that? What was her name? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I forgot her.
2: I forgot her name. It was a weird name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know up. Okay. It was her. It was her. Fifteen minutes, and no one cares about her anymore because you know it's over and done with. So yeah, that's the new.
3: Yeah, that's. Yeah, I do we, love the new liberal meme where it's the <laughs> we, the, G, the jeep it just says liberal media. And then there's the Some person opening up. a door, get, and then there's somebody getting kicked out the door. And it's uh, just, Christine Blasey Ford. There it is, Blasey Ford. Yeah, I so just it. my breath. I just remember my breath catching in my throat. Who talks like that? That's like that's clearly written. Somebody wrote that. It's written. Yes. It's yes, written.
5: Tim. I can just remember my my breath catching in my throat because. I, what I saw was just a, a war scene. It, it was something like I would seen out of the movies. I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There were officers on the ground, um, you know, they were bleeding. They were throwing up. They were, you know, they had...
3: Hold on there, Professor. Throwing
2: up? <laughs> From the uh, from the tear from the sh- gas that was stress? distributed by the protesters attacking <laughs> with tear gas, weird. I've never heard that. They were okay. b- just ble- bleeding and throwing up, no. throwing up because there was so much blood everywhere. It's, no, just bleeding. That's uh, okay. Well, just don't start it over. Just finish. No,
3: it. I, I definitely won't. I won't put us through it. Mercifully, sure it was the right term.
5: I mean, I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I
3: was (coughs) slipping
5: in people's blood. Um, You know, I I was catching people as they fell. You know, I was... It it was carnage. It was chaos. I, I I can't even describe what I saw. I, never in my wildest dreams did I think that as a police officer, as a law enforcement officer, I would find myself in the middle of a battle.
3: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what did you think you would find yourself in the middle of? Yeah. Blood? I mean, you didn't think there might be blood as a police officer? If you're... If you're signed up to be a police officer, there might be blood. Also... I sat at home. So Wednesday. Was where, my day where are off. these
2: where are these pools of blood at?
3: Yeah. Wednesday is my day off through my entire career in the car business. It started like the first day, first week, I got Wednesday off. And it became part of my routine. And so each job I got or each promotion or went to a different place or whatever. It's like, what's your day off? My day off is Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. So I'm off for this thing. January 6th takes place on a Wednesday. I'm off. I'm sitting with my dog, rest in peace, and everybody's gone. Kids are my kid, you know. Kids are off to wherever they were. My wife is out of the house. I think she was working at the time, or no, she wasn't. It was just me. But anyway, I watched the whole thing live on C-SPAN, like minute by minute. I watched the whole thing. I watched Trump speak. I watched him go to the the house. I watched them start a commotion and act like it was the scariest thing ever i watched people come in i jumped up and started pointing at it i was like they're coming in they're coming in and then people literally walked through the roped off you know corridors and went from room to room there was a whole bunch of photo shoots with people taking pictures of this guy with the with the horns and then nothing then pretty much nothing and for hours nothing but happened and then they cut they were, the coverage, they cleared it They cleared it out, they said it was all Trump's fault, Trump made a statement and said, go home, be peaceful, don't do this, and then the whole rest of the day, the news went bananas and said, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, and then you and I did a show in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and I watched live as we were signing off. The actual they constitution. They brought in the, brought the, in the Congress people. They brought the Congress people. people in the middle of the night. And the act. It was. So the, the thing about January 6th that's crazy is there was a constitutional case for the Pence to say, to basically, what's the word, decertify the vote. There was. And I think he had the power to do it. And there was precedence for this having happened in the past. And so this was the last hurrah. They had, Q, they had merged QAnon and the political party of Republicans together. And they got everybody to bite on, oh, it's, this is going to happen. 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 And none of it happened until it finally led up to January 6th. And it's like, this is it. This is the last time. <laughs> and they gave out the call. I even thought about going. Like that's how into this I was. Yep. Me and my manager at work were like, "Let's go. Let's just go support, you know, the tr- Trump Meister." Just because this is all the stuff that's happened in our country is crazy. So in the middle of the night, they bring all of Congress back in. Uh, this lady who I cannot stand. I hate this woman with passion. This uh, Georgia lady, the tall one whose husband runs the stock exchange, the blonde lady. Hmm. She yep, she yep. comes in and she was saying. She didn't want uh, to certify the vote because of what had happened in her state. But after seeing the violence today... Kelly Loeffler. Yes. After seeing the violence today, I must move to... And all the Republicans who said Mm -hmm. they were going to doubt must move to certify. They certify this thing. Some creepy dude walks up. They all clap. The gavel slams. It's all over. It's 2 in the morning. I got to figure out how to... Edit the show and get it out. Some creepy dude walks up as soon as it's over and hands, does a Masonic handshake with uh, Trump, or excuse me, with Pence, Mm -hmm. who's coming down from the Senate, and hands him a challenge coin. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how January 6th wrapped up for me. A huge sham. And it was a huge sham that was supposed to be such a bigger thing, but. They, um, I'm, 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 I'm on this new kick, okay? And I might be wrong, and I'm sorry for this huge rant. But I'm on this new kick where I think as Americans, many, many salt of the earth Americans, many of whom are Christian and or moral people, are holding up the progress that the New World Order wants to make. And this is a perfect example. That day, they tried to get everybody to get as violent as they possibly could, and they didn't. Alex Jones didn't go into the capitol, nobody brought weapons, they all tried to be peaceful even though Ray Epps and a bunch of CIA agents outside were trying to hype everybody up or FBI or whatever they are.
2: Mm -hmm. And they just didn't. And they had the Antifa. Yes. We had the The, Antifa that arrived there and then were never
3: there, huh? Weird. Yep. They arrived there and were never there except they were all wearing the brand new Trump hats and the Trump flags. They're the ones who are breaking brand, in. They're brand the ones new, are, out of the
2: package, Confederate flag. Exactly. <laughs> They're
3: the ones who are smashing the windows. And other there's footage of other protesters telling them to stop trying to break the windows. There's footage of protesters yelling at police officers, why aren't you doing anything, while they stand mm-hmm. off to the side. I mean, this whole thing is a huge sham. But they have to convince everybody that it was the worst thing ever. Because when it comes down to it, they their plan work but like by the skin of their teeth there was a chance for pence to say no decertify the vote and send everything in a tailspin there was a chance for clarence thomas and the supreme court to do the right thing and decertify the vote but they said no and they just let this whole thing slide through now they're working on we have to make sure something like that doesn't ever happen again and they're talking about getting rid of the electoral college, talking about mail-in votes for everybody all the time. I mean, they are really trying to shore this up so they never have such a sloppy business again. And it's just, it's disgusting. But it's so blatant. Like, I know I'm just me, and I live in my own little world. But, like, this whole thing. I filled up my tank the other day. It's $122 to fill my gas tank. Yeah. It, all, all, all prices are going up. Housing is is going up. Mortgage rates are going up. The stock market's going down. Four hundred one ks are down fifteen percent this year. Bitcoin
2: crashed. Bitcoins crashed. Other, half. other, you know, non Bitcoin cryptos. Either went to zero or pretty close to zero. Nothing's so. to zero yet, but it may, they might as well be for how much money has well, been lost. The Luna thing.
3: Oh, that's yeah. right. Luna did. You're right. Yeah, totally right. That's a good point. So, in, in, in Americans are pissed. They don't. You know, they want they want jobs. They want jobs that pay well. They want. You know, there's just like so much going on, and these idiots
2: are really going to put this on cable. The cable news think this is going to work. It, on, only people in that Washington D.C. bubble, you know, can be dumb enough to think this will work. But do they think it'll work? Or is this just more agitation propaganda? Yeah, trying still, to, still trying, trying to, to get the yeah. same people mad. Yeah. the same people do something. Well, I'm it's mad. Like, I okay, we're frustrated today. Eh? We're we're, get, we're get, you know, what do we have to do? We're going to take away your job. We're going to raise the cost of living through the roof. We're going to take away your the money. You you know, if you were smart enough to save, it's gone. If you were, you know, thinking that the economy is going to be fine and live in paycheck to paycheck. Well, you're you're in big trouble now. And that, that government money that they were handing out, you know, that was really just basically an early tax. You know, you get your tax money back early and then you don't get it back at tax time. They still managed to hide that story that, you know, people just, hmm, sorry, no tax refund. You already got it back um, before. And I never needed help paying for my kids. Government. With, Thank you. And with, <laughs> well, with, uh, and the, I'll go back to January 6th, because one thing that I will always remember is how boring... That Trump speech was. It was terrible.
3: It was terrible. I remember sitting in my car. I think I went to go work out, and then I came home and was sitting in the car while he finished speaking. So I listened to it. Then I went in and turned on C-SPAN to watch the the coverage there. But yeah, it's uh, absolutely just he's just like rambling, and we know that there are many great people out there, and many of the voters across the world. He well, really and, was good at saying nothing
2: when he wanted to. And so the the January sixth. You know we, we talked a little bit about pence but also in the post-election time you know we we um who's the the overstock.com guy oh shoot i'll find out hold on sorry okay i don't remember so we we talked about this on the show but he goes in there because he's like hey you know the election was stolen like i've got all the i've got all the proof i can show you you know I've got all these computer guys that can show 100%. It was stolen, and who did? Who was the gatekeeper? Giuliani and Jared Kushner, and it all just ended up, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're on it. We're fighting this thing, Giuliani. Oh yeah, I'm fighting it. You know, it's not gonna. I'm not fighting it so hard that it can't get drunk every day but I I'm fighting hard and we're going to turn this thing over. And did you know there were dead people that voted in Pennsylvania? Patrick Byrne. uh, Patrick Byrne. And he, you know, uh, we talked about his, his account from the inside there of like the wall around Trump and they, they wouldn't let him through. And this, this was, this was to take down Trump, but more importantly, um, you know like Trump has said like they're really after you being the American people and yeah. this was not just the democrats this was establishment republicans i mean Giuliani goes back well before 911 but anyone involved in 911 uh believe it or not not trustworthy oh no but Giuliani was the mayor at the time so
3: i think <laughs> he he he's trustworthy, right?
2: Yeah, totally trustworthy. Okay, I'm so, going to ask
3: I'm going to ask a dumb question just cuz I don't quite remember. It's a dumb question, but it's mainly cuz I forgot. Okay. What was his main didn't, didn't wasn't he like precariously in the wrong place? Like they were all supposed to meet in the place where he was supposed to be
2: in building seven
3: yeah they're all supposed to meet on the 22nd floor or 23rd floor or 21st i can't remember which floor yeah which was like supposed to be the central command they called it the command center literally for new york and everybody was supposed to be in building seven Seven, but uh something jennings this man yeah bl- black guy who got killed who ends up in that in that center and is stepping over bodies in there yeah giuliani's supposed to be in there and instead, he's down the street. They set up a remote command center safely far away. Yeah. Patrick's, then... Patrick Burns' Wikipedia now is pretty much like so this guy created Overstock and blah, like literally, Overstock is what he created starting in 1999. Next paragraph. Burns then emerged as a leading figure promoting per- conspiracy theories, including the deep state. like <laughs> The this, big lie. It, yeah, this dude, like. He's a super, you know, businessman throughout his whole life, but his whole Wikipedia now is based on uh, January sixth, and yeah, not January sixth, but just the big lie. Which
2: the big lie wasn't the big lie. It's like a isn't that a a Hitler callback? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's also the exact inversion, which is what usually happens there, right? Which.
3: Anyway, I, I took us on a huge rant uh, But
2: well, The
3: big lie is a gross Distortion and misrepresentation Of the truth, especially used to pro- Propaganda technique The German expression was coined by Hitler when he dictated His 1925 book Mein Kampf To describe the lie, which is so colossal That no one will believe it could have the impudence to destroy the truth so infamously. Hitler claimed the technique had been so used by Jews to blame Germany's loss in World War One on German and, da, 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 on German General Enrich Ludendorff, who was a prominent nationalist and political leader in the Weimar Republic. Interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's Hitler. I'm
2: sorry. I didn't realize sorry. that it was Hitler accusing the Jews of the big lie. Yes. It, <laughs> Oh, that kind of adds another element to it there. <laughs> but, but, Bingo. Uh, yeah, so you know this administration though, Tim, they can they can walk and chew gum at the same time. That's they're gonna take care of the gas prices. So let's play the Secretary Granholm, who's the Energy Secretary. Uh, who, remember we played her her clip where she laughed at the question about uh, increasing i don't know oil and gasoline supply might be yeah, a what, good what is being good done idea? to increase it like oh i wish i had a magic wand yeah i secretary you know
1: as well as i do possibly better that americans particularly those in middle income and lower income strata are in a full-blown panic about what they're seeing when they fill up their gas tank are you in a position to offer any Calming or reassuring words about what Americans are likely to encounter through this summer when it comes to filling up their gas tank.
6: Yeah, this summer is going to be rough. I'll just be honest with you. Um the Energy Information Agency, which is the energy that the entity that projects forward all the price of gas, the price of oil, has said that by the fall it should be down to four dollars and twenty-seven cents a gallon. And by Late this year, early next year, it'll be down to four, maybe under four, maybe three, high $3 a gallon. So there will be some relief on the horizon. But during the summer driving season, it is going to be rough, no doubt about it, because we have such a demand and supply mismatch on the global market for oil.
3: Oh, man, I can't believe you brought this clip. I should. There was a clip I should have brought. Uh I listened to something that would have, I'm going to see if I can dig it up real quick. Go ahead.
2: Well, it's keep in mind we are here June 2022 where it's just no supply anywhere. 2 years ago. Yeah. January you, 6th. That's the real li- January 6th conspiracy. <laughs> you literally had to pay someone to take the oil from you because yep. if you had an oil feature no one would take it they went negative for a brief time but they were it was like ten dollar a barrel oil for a while and you know it's the idea that oh there's just no oil just no gasoline that's the reason nothing we could do about it it's it's not part of a great reset agenda to break everything and and Starve everyone. No, it's nothing like that. No. No, not at all. It's not it's not all part of the plan or anything. Yeah. I had a, a breaking news thing pop up on my screen, which January 6th? Yeah, it was January 6th. Yes. Castle riot panel. Trump yes. to blame. Oh, there's breaking yes. news from the Associated yes. Press. Trump to blame for attempted coup. <gasps> It's like, how do you have an attempted coup when you're literally the president? I mean, <laughs> isn't the coup, isn't the attempted coup to remove the president as opposed to. <laughs> All right, anyway,
3: get out of here with your logical questions, Andrew. Yeah.
2: So what did you find what you were looking I, I'm for? St- I'm
3: still looking for it. It's, but here's the thing. Okay. We're sending oil overseas. Yeah, we're sending oil overseas by the boatload literally and we're sending formula overseas and we're sending grain overseas and we're trying to prop up all these countries that were depending on Russia for trade because we started this whole awesome price or awesome you know kinetic action or whatever it is (laughs) Yeah, you know. I know. Putin started. It. I'm sorry, Putin started it. What was I
2: thinking? <laughs> oh, out of, out of nowhere. It has nothing to do with anything that's yeah. been going on for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never mind that. You know, NATO is growing all along the
3: border the entire last little bit. Yeah. By the way, uh, here in this uh, housing complex that I'm, I'm currently living in, I saw the worst flag yet. Now, I haven't actually seen in person the transgender Ukraine flag. But, <laughs>
2: I was going to say, was it a but combination?
3: A, but there is a transgender flag that has the blue and yellow Ukraine stripes in it, which is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome. I mean, it's, yeah. if you're going to fly any flag, you want to just go with them all. This this flag stands for yeah. all all of the things. I'm not just for the current thing. I'm for all of the current things. all the things. Yeah, Every, I'm for all one, the things,
2: one after another, just all of it feed me whatever thing is up next
3: but uh, no here in this uh, housing complex I actually saw this morning a uh, rare sight I think in this, in this especially in this area I think very very Republican uh, conservative but it was a American flag on the front half and then it like literally went into the yellow and blue stripe oh, oh yeah gross yeah it's pretty 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 crazy but uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's where we are. Just the uh we're sending everything out because we started this stupid war and uh we ca- we
2: don't care about that I mean it's th- well it's we're scapegoating the war for the inflation that was already happening before the war. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's like you know, it's it's going to be scapegoated for food shortages and what have you when Ukraine produces like I don't know, 5% of the grain, you know, some relatively small, relatively small amount. And it's not like they can't be producing it now, you know, it's,
3: I mean, it's, it's like, they think we're so stupid, but here's the deal. I I remember, what was it? Uh, shoot, 2020, July, 2020, August, September, somewhere in that range, where I started talking about the supply chain shortages, (laughs) Yeah, we were. I mean, we were talking about that so long ago. I was at the dealership talking to a lot of different people, and I was like, "Hey, there's a lot of people talking about different shortages in this sector, in this sector, in this sector." We've been talking about this forever. It has nothing to do with Putin or why. uh, uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, the Ukraine (laughs) thing, invading Ukraine, just just suddenly broke everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's so paul joseph watson did a uh gay pride month video which is worth watching if people haven't seen it but i did i did have uh one clip from it and then the end of this clip is (laughs) you know back when i watched quite a bit of sports media my least favorite person was sarah spain i don't know if you've ever heard Uh... her talk uh, let me look her up because I'm sure I've seen her. Spain. She she is the worst. Yeah, just the most inauthentic, dumb, boring commentary. Like huh. wh- I can't. I when she talks, she doesn't know anything about sports, but she makes up for it by just never talking about sports. It's always about you know whatever social. Social justice issue. So anyway, she doesn't know
3: anything about sports, but she makes up for it in cleavage. She's just showing cleavage all the time. No, oh, I hope not.
2: <laughs> just so play the play the Paul Joseph Watson clip. This is if I don't know, I don't know. I've never seen Sarah Spain cleavage, and never want to. But. I just I just looked
3: up images, and I just see these pictures of her. I just, uh, They
0: say life imitates art, but increasingly, it feels like life imitates memes. Remember all those memes about the military-industrial complex? Legitimizing its neo-imperialist wars of conquest and occupation by painting the bombs in LGBT rainbow colors. Yeah, well, the US Marines literally just fulfilled that meme. Proud to serve, and look. Gay bullets! Another Babylon Bee headline becomes reality. Next time people start whining about another Middle Eastern country being destroyed and obliterated for generations, just call them homophobes. Lest we forget transgender Ukrainian troops who now go to war under the insignia of a gay unicorn. The image of a unicorn. Sewn into its standard-issue epaulets, Romanova identifies as non-binary and uses she/her pronouns. As off battalion, eat your heart out. Maybe if when Zelensky's democratic stormtroopers had gone door-to-door kidnapping dissidents for criticizing him, <laughs> they'd have just done so under the banner of a multicolored mythical beast. It would have seemed more tolerant. Several Tampa Bay baseball <laughs> players opted out of displaying support for Gay Pride by refusing to wear Pride Night uniforms citing their belief in Jesus Christ as the reason.
6: They're trying to use religious exemptions to affect the opportunities, services, uh, uh, available resources for people who are LGBTQ+.
0: Bravo. Wear the gay rights clothing or you're denying gay people their rights. It's no longer (laughs) enough just to tolerate it. The regime demands you perform your loyalty oath. Remember, they're a marginalized community.
2: (laughs) So I, anyway, it's the whole video is only like seven minutes, but it, a lot of it is visual. So, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm going to give up trying to find my thing, but yeah, we're sending, okay.
2: we're sending stuff out, out, out to, so we're sending, so
3: we're that, sending our oil out because we're, I mean, this, it's never been more blatant that yeah. the government don't care about you.
2: No, but they'll, as a matter of they, fact, they dislike the,
3: the, you. The general.
2: corporations will throw some some rainbows out there, though you know. And I have to say, uh, pro tip, social media survival tip: any rainbow icon, you just block that advertiser permanently. And this June compared to last June, I barely see any rainbows. They're all gone. <laughs> they're they're blocked from last year, so th- this is, you know, it's it works. But uh, let's play the full Sarah Spain clip because, believe it or not, that I don't even think that was the worst part of what she said. Oh, oh no.
3: Well, so, th- so th- and so, th- th- you this- can't just you can't just block it. By the way, the other day I had to log into my new uh, healthcare, which is Blue Cross Blue Shield of
2: Oklahoma. Ugh,
3: rainbows. God rainbows rainbows rainbows, uh, rainbow blue cross blue shield
2: yeah i'd go with one i i would i don't know about the catholic ones but i would assume the baptist healthcare would at least uh refrain from the rainbows but who knows so uh real quick this is a supposedly sports show um called around the horn and it's you know been on for years and so they're supposed to be debating sports topics but it's i haven't watched it in probably five years so apparently they just do like social justice stuff now so this is sarah spain on that show with the host asking her questions disney
3: espn is disney
1: Yep. picture Jason Adam to the Tampa Bay Times. Hard decision because ultimately we all said we want them to know that they are welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe, not that they look down on or anything or differently, it's just that maybe we don't want to encourage if it, we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Sarah Spain, how does that all come off to you?
6: Pride is about inclusion, so you don't love them and you don't welcome them if you're not willing to wear the patch. And calling it a lifestyle reveals to me that...
2: What about inclusion of Christians? No, no, Tim, you're you're totally missing the point here. Oh, sorry, <laughs> just checking.
6: You've done not even a modicum of research or understanding on this topic. It's what tends to happen when a privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just...
3: Privileged class of... I mean, I guess they're privileged now, super athletes. But you know, most baseball players grew up in what the Caribbean or some you know terrible you know inner city area, and then eventually make it as baseball players. I guess they're privileged now, but they come from really blue collar roots
2: where yeah, they don't necessarily a... support. But there are some some white males in there, and I believe the one of the the person putting out this. St- the statement was a dreaded white male. Which, by the way, the statement—if you look at it on the screen—very coherent. Un- the read was just butchered by the host. That's what made it sound so. You know, I like. I don't know. I don't name. know if it was like intentional or not. But
3: Avenatti or whatever his name is. What is,
2: what is this dude's name? It's not Avanati. Yeah, I remember else. when he was Stat Boy for. Pardon the interruption, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. About baseball. <laughs> That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied.
2: Religious exemption BS? Oh, yeah, religious. Who does ex- she think she is? Uh, they try to get out of the oh. vaccine, man. They're terrible. All right, I'm, I'm <laughs> just
3: going to play it and not, not, not stop it a bunch.
6: Privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just about baseball. That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. And so we have to stop tiptoeing around it because we're trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it when the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering the consequences. When you say trying to be bigoted. They're trying to use religious exemptions to affect the opportunities, services, uh, available resources for people who are LGBTQ+
1: and a patch on the jersey in in this way.
6: In the case of sport, no, in the case of sport, though, they're double-talking if they're saying you're welcome while also saying that we don't encourage or or we disagree with it, especially when there are devout people of every single religion that also welcome and are open to people who are born gay.
1: David Dennis Jr. which
3: is set, minute,
2: Just minute, wear the coat. patch. Just wear the patch.
3: <laughs> Would you set minifig in a
2: go to help? What is the what is this? So so, the, t- so tolerant to and non-bigoted. There, wear the those, patch, or your. And by the way, healthcare. Yeah, what, what's that a reference to? What healthcare is being denied? Pres-
3: she said prescription drug, and I, I almost stopped it, but I, I promised I wouldn't. But she said prescription drug use, and I was thinking, or prescription, it's unable a, to get tra- the prescription transition. It may be transition. It also might be like seventy-two hour pill or Plan B.
2: Like uh, oh, because uh, but I think Plan B is available the, in all fifty states. The evil Hobby Lobby said we're yep. not going to cover yep. that on our yep. health insurance.
3: I don't know. I don't want to butcher it, but I've mean, already tried twice. But Adam Curry always has the Dutch saying: "What you say I am is actually what you are." that that is never more true than she's like these people are using their privilege to <laughs> deny people the ability to uh get their prescriptions and other stuff and it's like no actually you people are using your privilege to try and force these dudes to wear something on their body that they don't want to that stands for something they're not
2: into and and by the way the whole trans thing not working out so well for trans people Hey, you know, know yeah, you, you might want to, when you, and Paul Joseph Watson has the, uh, suicide rate off the charts, off the charts. And then, I mean, you see the first person accounts, you know, Reddit posts or whatever, where it's like, you know, I just got, I was told that, you know, I was a lesbian girl. My girlfriend said, you're really a, you're really a man. And I was like, Oh, I guess I am. And I'll, you know it's so, and then they they get sucked into this thing and it's ah it's monstrous and the idea of of children truly is the line like there's no going back if you let this stuff happen to kids and it is happening to kids and that's what she's saying you know i think she was also referring to uh trans youth not getting their uh, prescriptions blockers. yeah Okay. Um
3: yeah. So I don't mean to be sound callous, but I think it's a it's, inter- it's an interesting thing to think about. Are we going to start seeing later, are we going to start seeing p- children suing their parents?
2: Well, they should for trans yeah. stuff. Yeah. Their parents, the doctors, yeah. Absolutely. It's But no, no, what happens is they just kill themselves because they realize they're, you know, you you know, changing, you can't actually change your gender. Is is it? You could chop body parts off. You can, you know, uh, but you can't actually change gender. And, you know, uh, anyway. So
3: we all know I. I cruise the 4chan, mainly just only one place, politically incorrect, and yeah, it's a terrible place. There's porn. I don't recommend anybody go there. Um, but I just want to see because it's completely anonymous. With the weird stuff that's in there, but I, like, I I don't even I don't even know if I should say this, but I, I feel a, a I feel led to. Somebody fo- posted a photo, and the other problem is is like everything appears as a thumbnail, and then you click it and it gets bigger, and you see what it is. <laughs> Somebody posted a photo of like a a manufactured penis, right? This stuff is just like we we use all these slick and feathery words like oh, I'm just going to change my gender it's just you know (laughs) the word gender reassignment sir like it was just a reassignment like hey you have that assignment we're gonna change it you have this assignment now you gotta you gotta do a book report on new mexico you're doing one on oklahoma just a reassignment and it was this hacked together lump of skin supposedly in the shape of a penis that was it's 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 literally ghoulish gory it what what's the word? It's uh, you maimed. you we're, yeah. we're maiming people. Yes, their it's most mutil- delicate mutilation. Part of, mutilation. Thank yeah. you. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Thank you. Um, children now. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's not a pro. And, and I'll say what I said again last week, which was: Is there a more blatant way to
2: say? F you to your creator, or (laughs) no, no, it's you made a mistake because I'm really a a, a different gender, and it without looking like, hey, you know what? Is there really, you know, were all these people just hiding it all this time? I'm sure that was part of it because the propaganda matters, but can we ask some questions about why this is happening? And that's why this is not. The super incredibly rare like it used to be.
4: Yeah.
3: That's you know, what, that's what Bill Murray went on his rant ten minute rant a couple weeks ago about. It, he's like Why are all the trans kids in California? <laughs> yeah. I got a I got a meme right now, currently, meme on my desktop. Can I have a cigarette? No, you're five years old. Can I have a beer? No, you're five years old. Can I drive a car? No, you're five years old. Can I take hormones and change my sex?
2: Sure. You know best. Yeah, you you know best. <laughs> you go. You won't regret this. Yeah, yeah. I I. I mean, yeah. It's five year olds identify as dogs.
3: <laughs> Five-year- yeah. Five year five year olds go through kicks where they identify as absolutely
2: anything. No, that <laughs> I currently have. The, there was some a sort there of was a cowboy a, fish. <laughs> <laughs> there was a kindergarten <laughs> whose. Where the parents demanded that they provide litter boxes for the their child that identified as a cat or a, a dog. Yeah, I, the my brother-in-law, listener to this show, has
3: a a, a, a neighbor or. A, Classmate to one of his childrens who who uh, is I think his name is Fox and he identifies as a fox.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and the, the, but I this mean, is I'm, the, I'm, this I'm, is I'm the, more
3: down with with the uh, kids identifying as foxes than yeah, cutting off their
2: well. Situation. you're not doing the kid you you don't do the kid a favor. You just kind of laugh it off, like yeah, eh, whatever, kid. And and you know maybe give them some positive reinforcement about. What they actually are, and that's it's good to be a boy, it's good to be a girl, you're a girl, you know, but uh yeah this this whole and it's wow, weird that I don't know what the percentage is exactly, but when two lesbians adopt a little boy, that boy always ends up wanting to be a woman. that's weird, <laughs> just a total coincidence, nothing to do with the the man hate coming from his two mommies, a totally normal situation there. And that's what she's referring to, too, is like, oh, you know, they can't have or adopt children. It's like, well, yeah, maybe you should be able to have an adoption agency that mothers can go to that, hey, we want our, you know, single mother, whatever, chooses to have the baby give it up for adoption. We don't want it. We want it adopted by a man and a, wo- and a woman and that's the biggest i forget the name of it but i think we even talked about it on the show the, the biggest adoption agency in the country uh wouldn't fight that wouldn't wouldn't fight that fight of standing up for you know traditional family adoption so it's i think there's still smaller ones that do but yeah. In in some ways, adoption is way harder than it should be. And then in, in a, but oh, you could find a way to get him into a, a really screwed up situation or into a. I mean, yeah, meanwhile, I know people that
3: are amazing uh, at my old church up in Seattle. And you know, it took them years yeah, to get to it, adopt a kid. He, and, hugely and, expensive, and yeah, yeah, and they had to fly to get this Ukraine. And then, you know, nope, they, they weren't told ahead of time that the, the baby had was disabled. Uh, it was a huge ordeal. Um, and I have, I have other friends, too, that finally got, uh, who were able to adopt a little girl. And, you know, they're amazing. But it, like it was like the fight of their lives. It's, like, expensive. It took 10 yeah. months. They had to take weeks off of work. Not to take care of their new kid, but to, like, fly and do paperwork. It's just... Meanwhile, you know, they just transport kids wholesale out of Haiti into Clinton's coffers
2: yeah well we've, we've got some good rants uh, should we transition to something happier uh, I'm not seeing a lot in your folder here about happiness <laughs> play the play Julia Child talking about McDonald's french fries oh I totally forgot Julia Child
3: on Mickey
1: D's. ...and so forth. And I thought when they first started out, the French fries were very good. And then the nutritionists got at them that it turned out to be erroneous that beef, tallow, fat was bad, and that lard was bad, and so forth. And so they changed it to some kind of a nutritionist oil... And they've been kind of limp ever since. I, I never really eat them, which is it's too bad. And I always am very strong about criticizing it, hoping maybe they'll change.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I
2: give you the greatest cook of the last century. And the, maybe the OG seed oil disrespecter. Absolutely. Julia Child. Are we
3: cooking with beef tallow yet over at the Hoffman House, or
2: is it just all butter? Uh, there's, so that, that peach pie that I sent you a picture of, Yep, that was, that was all butter. There's no seed oil in there. It's delicious. I'm sure totally healthy now, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a thing of lard and that's, you know, when I make my eggs, that's what I put on the pan. You put lard on the pan? Nice. Yeah. I was just thinking about the, getting some beef frying before getting some
3: eggs. Yeah. Where where are you getting your eggs? I draw, I made a made a trip down to Newcastle and got some uh some farm fresh eggs recently.
2: There is a a place we just discovered in, in Piedmont that has some local Perfect. eggs. So. Good for you. Yep. Good work. Still looking for raw milk. If you find raw milk on the north side, let me know.
4: Yeah.
3: Probably won't. So
2: <laughs> are you still getting that from down there i we didn't uh didn't recently no no yeah that's a long it, it's a long way to drive wouldn't you spend 120 dollars to fill up a Ugh. tank of gas goodness so. gracious yeah the original seed
3: oil disrespecter i like it yeah. i like anything <laughs> to, and also let's talk about mcdonald's fries like so I want you to tell me the full... like. I feel like you're in a position, Andrew Hoffman, in the middle of a, a podcast, to tell me the history of McDonald's fries because I think you've spit out several random facts over the last few weeks that I didn't know about McDonald's fries. So, b- well, obviously they took beef tallow out. They brought the nutritionists in. Those were the... The unquote, vegetable oil. Vegetable yeah. oil. Vegetable nutritionists, oil. All, yeah. Otherwise
2: known as eugenicists. But, brought them well, in. The, that was and it was one particular guy and i'm not i don't believe he Edward was Bernays. no sorry no <laughs> he, i don't believe he was associated with the american heart association but the american heart association was started by the seed oil companies to push that agenda that oh animal fat is bad our oh, vegetable have oil yeah our vegetable oil is is good and there were people at the time, that knew like no, this is wrong. This is this new stuff is this is why people are having heart attacks in much larger numbers, and yet you've seen it continue for eighty years, more yeah. hundred years. You know, yeah. just more and more and more processed stuff, and you know it's the seed oil is a big part of it. We've talked about pesticides, and I. Uh, a topic we've talked about. Well, here, I'll, I'll finish the McDonald's thing. Okay. So they, they get them to switch to, you know, vegetable oil. So it's. Okay. So and there then we are. Ma- McDonald's, now, has, McDonald's, McDonald's has. McDonald's in the 60s, 70s, and 80s is used yeah. seed oil. Okay. Seed oil. And they went on a mission to figure out, like, how do we kill as many people as possible with our product by making them addicted to it and so that's why you know their internal stuff about heavy users and like the people that eat mcdonald's every day you know Uh, and they also they have progressed to the point now where bill gates is their potato supplier
3: that can't be real that's real that's from our, our gal who did the glyphosate book that's just that's bizarre, man. Yeah.
2: So that's so Bill so Gates. Go keep, Bill Gates. Keep it Gates going. With keep the, it going. The, no, no,
3: no, keep it going. It's, it, it sounds it's the, interesting because it, basically, from what I understand, McDonald's can only get potatoes from one place because right. they genetically modified some crazy potato to, to be to, enormous. To yeah, you know, right, right. So enormous they can get and long to,
2: fries from them. You know, not have and the, not have the. I don't know. Pot- potato spots, like the natural potato spot. It's all about how they look, not about, you know, they certainly don't taste better. Only from this one place. And
3: from, of all people, what my mother was telling me recently, they spray so much glyphosate on those potatoes that the people who harvest them wear full-body hazmat suits. Yeah, they better. That's... What she said. It's not, I mean, she read it somewhere. I probably should, should look it up. But,
2: uh, yeah. Well, on a, on a related
3: so, topic, even, even Julia Child, we made it super negative. Like yeah.
2: The, uh, so here's, you know, here, here's my business idea. Okay. How about a, a no seed oil restaurant? Like just go back animal fats. You know, he could he could either do like steak and eggs type stuff, or you could even do burgers. Uh, maybe with like a sourdough bun type deal. And just I don't just promote okay, so the seed other, oil
3: disrespect. Other than other than healthy Twitter, I don't know where we're gonna find our clientele. Well it's
2: You know, it's a differentiator, though. That's true.
3: That's true. It is a differentiator. But are are people just going to see it and be like, what does that even mean?
2: Yeah, then they might look it up. They might learn something. Yeah. Who is Dwight D. Eisenhower? What?
3: (laughs) Why did he have a heart attack? Some place down the road is talking about, look up Dwight D. Eisenhower and come (laughs) eat our food. I don't know. He seem he seemed nice enough, but I think he's only selling his wife's homemade peach pies in there. I don't know what's going
2: on. <laughs> there's there's a market. But uh believe it or not, Tim, mm-hmm. I am not a professional chef. So You're kidding is, me. This is it's by a business idea, it is a business idea that I'm giving out there freely for someone else. Not will not be happening at you know. I will run the cash register at this brilliant idea. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. So, uh, what, what's it? So, I worked at... Did you ever work at restaurants? Do you ever
3: work at any restaurants? No. No. No restaurants for you? Good fuck?
2: Well, other you? Th- unless you count, like, hotel no. catering events. I don't tell... T- no, yeah. no, I definitely don't
3: count no. that. Oh, good for you. That's interesting. I did, I did... Gosh, I've worked in several restaurants worked at Pizza Hut when I was a little kid.
2: I think I worked at a burger place. Olive Garden. Yeah. I I think you can guess where I worked growing up. Uh, Paper route?
3: Golf course. Oh, yeah, that's right. We knew that. We knew that. We knew that. I had a paper route, too. Do you have a paper route?
2: No. 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 I kind of lived up on the hill out in the boonies so it would have been a you know there not many houses around so tough to have a paper route yeah anyway so where i was trying to transition i'm sorry is uh to the, the place. rfk jr rfk jr david carpenter who is suing Oh, I was going to write down the word, so I had it in front of me um It's a type of pesticide that instead of being sprayed on, it's genetically put into the seeds themselves, okay what so I was a little lazy on the clip, so after you hear uh snake venom mentioned, go ahead and stop it, and then we'll play the rest after that
3: okay
1: then. Neonicotinoids are a class of pesticides that everybody thought was just God's gift to mankind. These are a class of pesticides where you don't spray them. You impregnate the seeds of your food crop with these pesticides. They get incorporated into the leaves of the plant. And any insect that eats the leaves or the stems of the plant is killed. So, well, you know Bobby, I I was in the car all day driving back uh, literally for about 8 hours. And you and I both remember the days when you would drive for several hours and your windshield would be covered with dead bugs. We drove for 8 hours and there are a few bugs, but not many. And that just indicates how much our use of pesticides have reduced the numbers of insects, the flying insects that used to get on our car. And the mechanism of these chemicals is that they interfere, they activate acetylcholine receptors. Now, that sounds dangerous for us because acetylcholine is a major neurotransmitter in our nervous system. It's the transmitter between nerves and muscle. So if your acetylcholine receptors don't work, you're paralyzed. And things like cobra venom, some of the snake venoms will block the...
2: Andrew. So, so you got these, um, uh, this type of pesticide genetically modified put into the seeds that has a similar, um, you know, causes similar reactions as snake venom. I just thought that was an interesting mention. And, uh, he explained some more about it. And I think there's actually a, a clip that I didn't get into the folder that I will attempt to put in while you play the rest of that one
1: activation of acetylcholine receptors and that kills people by suffocation well it turns out that the acetylcholine receptors in insects are a little different from those in humans and so the neonicotinamides were developed to target to activate the acetylcholine receptors of insects but they don't do anything to humans. At least that was what was proposed. Now, the target then is insects that eat plants, alphids, beetles, corn borers, a lot, of, a lot of insects that are real pests to plants, but should not be a problem for humans. Now, what about bees? Bees don't eat plants. What they do is suck nectar and they collect the pollen and take that back to the hive. Well, nobody thought that the pollen and the nectar would contain these neonicotinamides. But increasing evidence suggests that it does. Now, the problem with with collapse of bees is not only neonicotinamides. For example, Roundup kills bees. Roundup is a herbicide. It's supposed to kill plants. But there's a lot of evidence that it interferes with, with bees. And it turns out that the neonicotinoids do sort of the same thing that Roundup does. They interfere with the bee's sleep. They disrupt its nervous system. They don't directly kill them, at least unless there's an extraordinarily high concentration. They interfere with the bee's navigational system.
2: All right, I'm unmuted. So the the bees navigational system and they kind of go back and forth talking about uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. tells a story about, you know, when he was a kid they had a a field of clover out back with a bunch of bees and they would capture several bees, take them to different parts, you know, kind of spread out, take them to different parts, let them go and the bees would make a beeline to wherever the hive was. They wanted to know where the hive was so they could get Honey, so you got bees with their screwed up sense of direction, and um, on this last clip, Tim, do you see that I threw another one in there? I got it in there. Okay, so just while you're listening to what's happening to the bees, just ask the question if this sounds familiar uh, with what's happening to people
1: their sense of direction is screwed up. They no longer can have normal sleep-waking cycles. Most people don't think about insects having sleep-waking cycles, but every kind of animal does. And for the bees, just as it is for us, if they don't get a good night's sleep, they're screwed up. They can't function normally. So there's getting to be increasing study, not of death, because usually the neonicotinamides don't kill the bees but they screw up their life function to the point that they might as well kill them. And they're not the only cause of, of bee collapse, of colony collapse, but they're a major one. Now, Europe has banned most new nicotinamides. In the US, we haven't they've done anything. They're about 20% of the total market for what we call pesticides, which is a term we use for pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. The whole range of chemicals that we apply on crops to control both pests and weeds and undesirable things. It's a problem. We are too dependent on these chemicals. And the result is we have screwed up the balance of nature. That's why you can drive your car and not get bugs in your windshield. But what do the birds eat? The birds that used to survive by eating insects. No wonder we have a loss of songbirds. Most of the songbirds are insect eaters. But there are very few insects to eat any longer. And our dependence on bees is extraordinary because they're the pollinators. They're the ones that pollinate the fruit trees, the apples and the oranges and the apricots and the pears. But they also pollinate a lot of garden vegetables, a lot of grain seeds. And if we don't have the pollinators, what are we going to do
3: yeah, it was I think it was Einstein actually who said if the bees, bee
2: collapse equals human collapse, yeah. Which, so you know, it's seems like a a big deal maybe, and there have been mainstream media stories about what's happening to the bees and it's always a big mystery and it's like well let's let's look at some far out there possibilities but without considering anything that might be related to any of our advertisers yeah
3: absolutely well and i mean this is totally anecdotal but it it happened i mean so we had a bunch of lavender plants in front of our house uh, when we lived in seattle and Also, gosh, I can't remember the name of these bushes, but they're amazing. The Northwest has some of the best flowers, amazing bushes that eventually would just bloom into like just flowers. Like it was just like a huge bush full of white flowers, almost no leaves. Uh, Anyway, you have those plus some lavender in the garden and what are you going to get? Lots of bees. Mm -hmm. So we had tons of bees in our front uh, garden and... We loved it because it was cool to see bees around. and It's like, hey, this is great. Bees are healthy, part of a healthy environment. Our neighbor, an older couple, uh, they sprayed their lawn with some sort of weed killer, which I'm sure is glyphosate, right? So they'd have some guy roll up and they got the name, like, you know, Green Lawn or something. Of course, it's. And he'd spray the whole yard. And I, you know, it, would, it was. In the, in the northwest, unlike here, you can keep your window down most of the day, you know, most of the year. So I'd have the windows down at least in a couple areas in the house, getting some outside air in, just getting... But I would close up the windows immediately because I'm not having, you know, his whole lawn get sprayed with this stuff. But it, it would always be within a week or two, we'd start finding dead bees around. And it's just sad. It's just weird. Like, you just see a bee totally healthy you just laying on the ground it's just it's like how did this happen like why you know and uh, I was even talking to my mother-in-law who's an avid gardener and she said you know all these people complain that they don't have any bees in their garden but it's like well, why are you using roundup in you know in your yeah. yard so uh, uh,
2: anyway. roundup roundup is really really bad news and <laughs> now there's a shortage of it and they've jacked the price up to ridiculous levels. You know, that's how's they that on, work out though? Like, cause they, I, I, we have so many, like that was the thing in the world,
3: according to Monsanto, once plants were grown genetically modified, they would overtake all the other plants. So you had to buy that product. Right. Right. Is that,
2: is that where we are now? Like, yeah, I mean, there's, I know if they complained about it at the, at the golf course, you know, Oh, the, Chemicals are too expensive, and and it's glyphosate's a part of that. I don't think it's all of it. Some of it's for just regular fertilizer. Yeah, fertilizer, too. yeah, fertilizer's yeah. hard to get right now. But uh, there's definitely a glyphosate engineered shortage slash you know price gouging going on because they said, "Oh, you're going to sue us and get billions of dollars." Oh, don't worry, we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come out ahead on this deal. So let's you pay for the poison that's wrecking everything along with, you know, there's there's other poisons, too. So now if you're. Let's say you are a uh, scientist, you know, you're you're working for a chemical company, you're trying to figure out how to kill the bugs, those terrible bugs ruining the crops. Do you really think like, oh, this stuff I can, you know, genetically engineer it right into the seeds and it's going to be totally fine? Like no one thought, you know, that's a really bad idea. That's, this thing has the effect of snake venom on uh, insects, but we're we're not worried about people that are eating the food or, you know. Bees or anything else? I think, I think you know. I'm I'm starting to sense a lot of
3: uh, not knowing about science coming from your side of the <laughs> podcast. So, you know, I just i just wanted to let you know about it up front. But it's it's something to be aware of. Like you know, sometimes there's a there's like this toxic chemical you got to get rid of and. You it's like oh, illegal. Yeah. It's like yeah. illegal to dump it in the river. So what you do is you change some of the compounds of it, and then just dump it in the city water, and then it helps people with their teeth. And just so, pay off
2: dentists and tell them, yeah, fight tooth decay. Fight tooth decay.
3: Yeah, by 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 putting this in your tummy. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. It feels like you don't understand that. I guess, or you don't. No, understand I, I guess it. I don't. Yeah. You eat, if you eat, like the seed has the bug killer, not the food. Okay, so don't <laughs> don't worry about that. It's
2: not it's
3: not so for you the, really to worry about. I don't think. So
2: the seed doesn't, you know, just it's like the the plant doesn't come from the seed. So the seed doesn't the genetic material of the seed doesn't become. Integrated with the plant that comes. What's your
3: obsession the seed? with the seed, Andrew? It's yeah. just a seed, all
2: right. Just leave the yeah. seed alone. It's going to make food.
4: Mm. Food is expensive.
2: Of, lots of stuff about seeds in the Bible. I don't know. Almost like it's an important part of the whole earthly existence here. But oh, don't maybe we s- shouldn't have messed with get, everything.
3: Don't even get me started on the Bible if we're going to talk about science. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Flat That's Earthers right. and everything. Yeah.
2: What you got anything for us, Tim? I do.
3: I have uh eighty three year old woman's take on the COVID lockdowns hysteria slash vaccine hysteria. Eighty three year old British woman. So at eighty three she would have been tail end of the World War II. She would have been
2: right right in it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean born then, but Born then. So she was she part wouldn't of have it. A, a memory of it. But. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, you know, she's she's here facing the next biggest thing, you know, COVID. Uh, yeah. I think it's all ridiculous. We should never have been in lockdown. All the people who are vulnerable
0: should have been helped and kept on safe. And all the rest of us, I'm 83. I don't give a sod. I look at it this way. I've not got all that
3: many years left of me. And I'm not going to be fastened in a house when the government have got it all wrong. We need, how can we get the country on its feet? money wise where's all the money By the end of this year there's going to be millions of people unemployed and you know who's going to pay for it all the young ones not me because I'm going to be dead <laughs> I just I feel like I feel like we never really asked all It you was know, it's like you don't want to kill grandma but I feel like we really should have gone around and like asked some grandmas <laughs>
4: yeah absolutely.
3: Like, hey, what do you what do you think do you want to spend the last few years of your life like locked up in here like hugging your kids through hazmat suits or you just want to Say to heck with it all, and I want to see my grandkids and live my last few years. Like, yeah, t- like, take the risk.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I feel like that. I feel like we didn't give people an opportunity for that. Everybody had to be coddled and scared, and it was like the decision was never made. It was made by the government for the old people. It was never made by the old people because well, like a lot of people would have been like this. They'd have been like, "Hey, who cares?" You know, you kids shouldn't have to put have to deal with all this crap. Let, let, I me, think, let me see my grandkids.
2: I think maybe both sides of the podcast have a trouble, have problems with science. Too. Oh, am I having problems with science <laughs> too? Yeah, the science said that lockdowns were uh, essential yeah, and yeah. It masks like a, and vaccines and. I was
3: know. under the impression it was like a sixth grader's school project that was drafted by. Some yeah. person in the Department of Defense under the Bush cabinet. Uh, yeah, Bronded. like... Uh, a, like it was war-gamed, like maybe if we ever did it, like a lockdown, it could look like this. And then we did that 20 years later.
2: 20 years later, without ever,
3: you know... Testing. Like, it. would it work? And Studying it. Yeah. <laughs> Studying its efficacy. It so got it, an
2: A. Tim. It, it got an A.
3: Okay. It, so it's like a double-blind study, like they do for vaccines, right? At the but, like the the, the double-blind study govern- for the, the for the MMR, yeah. This MMR MMR kids who get it and kids who don't, and then who ends up more healthy? Like that study? Is that where they do it?
2: Oh they, yeah, that that study that never happened. Yeah, they never did exactly, that study. Exactly, it was exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I feel like somebody should have done China's that study. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's a there's a chance that a, that we did all this not only I mean, we already knew we did it for nothing, but we're supposedly protecting grandma. I feel like we, maybe we should have got out there and asked grandma.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe ask grandma. Maybe,
3: it, it almost be, seems like something you could vote on, and not hilariously at all, because it's it's sad and true. My own grandmother, who I can't see because she's in Canada, um, hasn't fared well. You know she's yeah. up up there, and she's been cut off from most of her family and her grandkids, and and has, hasn't fared well. You know because this isn't a way to live the last few years of your life, locked no. up with people who have to wear a mask and are punching a clock and don't ultimately care whether you live or die. That I mean, it's a little brutal, but I think it's true. You live in these homes; it's just people showing up, punching
2: a clock, feeding you pills, and bringing well, you food. It, I mean. And just in case there were people that did care, let's weed them out by force vaccinating, yeah, the staff. You know, yeah. so, so those you, who have
3: who have a strong moral compass for
2: freedom, get them right out of there. Critical thought will get them out of there. Make sure it's only the people that don't care and are just punching the clock and following orders. Yeah. now it's this whole thing. You know the. There's a a saying or a common expression that you can tell a society by how they treat the old and the young, and we're not doing good on, on either one. Agreed. So. Agreed 100%. Uh, I got a story here. This one came from our good friend Will from last week,
3: but uh, Will sent this over. Police charge Big Pharma boss with falsifying his COVID vaccine status. Yes. So, Jose Marie fernandez Faro. President of European pharmaceutical giant Pharma Mar has been charged <laughs> by police with being falsely vaccinated against COVID-19. Dr. Sao safaro has been caught up in a scandal in Europe, involving people being added to the national immunization registry in exchange for large sums of money.
5: Hmm. This is
3: awesome. This is like the, uh, the admissions college admissions scandal, but for vaccines. Uh, with many of them familiar faces and household names, police allege that Faro arranged to be injected with a saline solution instead of his COVID-19 vaccination and paid thousands of dollars to have his name added to the immunization register as confirmed by police sources. Uh,
4: a,
2: a saline solution? Yeah. No. No one... No one saw that coming. <laughs>
3: Dr. Sal Safaro is among
2: 2,200
3: celebrities and European elites on the list drawn up by the national police of those vaccinated against COVID. So yeah, yeah. people, people investigated we- so far and there's a bunch of people, volleyball Olympian, prestigious doctor, former boxer, richest man in Spain, trap singer, rap singer, a bunch of people. Famous yeah. people investigated so far in Europe, according to police, uh, they're investigating the, 2,200 false COVID-19 vaccinations. The police, the brown shirts, they come and they say, "Hey, your vaccine isn't real."
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, yeah, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but you might want to check into some of the vaccination. Uh, credentials for the NBA and NFL players. Just, you know, just saying that uh, 95%, believe it or not, not on board with vaccines.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. As proven by me talking to
3: an ex-player <laughs> yeah. at my job, who was like, no, I ain't going to take anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. They're... So the, the people that stood up were the ones with enough integrity to not to not just take the just just give them a, a fake vaccine card or you know I think there is a saline solution too if you for team owners I mean the the New York Jets are owned by the guy that owns Johnson and Johnson right in the NFL mm-hmm. so this is they knew what was going on. If you owned a football team you, but apparently in europe they they gave some of those soccer players the real the real deal because they're dropping like flies but
3: yeah i'm just uh i didn't even bring a a story but if you're paying attention have you seen the sads postings
2: yeah oh yeah and this was predicted this is another actually i don't know if the babylon b did it but this is another meme become reality. Like Paul Joseph Watson said, this was predicted when they started giving, Oh, get, get ready for sads. And there it is. So, and we, we talked about how SIDS went away yep. during the beginning yep. of the lockdown. Yep. What do you know? You don't give vaccines. You don't have SIDS. And then it comes back when you start giving vaccines again. And, same thing with adults it's just oh yeah she's 32 years old and just died in her sleep totally normal yeah nothing to see here you know is there you see the people it's not like a they don't even claim it was a drug addict or some other explanation for you know why they would die in the middle of the night but yeah, it's it's very sad, but you still have to pretend, uh, you know. Ah, oh, it's a mystery. It's always reported as a mystery. I mean, it's getting it's getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people are figuring it out, but it, the people that have figured it out, you know, I don't know where you, if you take the Venn diagram of. People who know what the story is behind SADs and people who went along and got the vaccine—I don't know much how much overlap there is. No, I mean, you know, for the most part, once you take it, you're you're all in, and you're not going to listen to people blaming it unless it happens to someone close to you. But. Yeah, that's true.
3: That's true. Well. What we're going to do next is much more uplifting. We are definitely going to take a break. All right. So, we need to take a break and thank some people because this podcast is a value for value podcast. And if you are getting any value from this podcast, please send us some value in return. That value could be time, talent, or treasure. You could send us artwork, money, prayers, anything you can, emails, encouragement. Send, uh, Uh, my co-host andrew a book about science so that he can learn about all this sciencing that we're doing out here and clearly he needs help with it maybe even send him a fresh apple pie fresh peach pie he's a big fan of the peach pie no no
2: you know once i'm try to to have a break between between pies here special (laughs) occasion
3: No more pies for Andrew? Andrew's full of
2: pie? Well, you know, for a couple months here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. So anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show, but we also want to ask if you're getting any value for this. Is it worth going to the movies? Is it worth buying an album? Is it worth just downloading over the Internet, old school, a la LimeWire, and just pretending that we don't exist and moving about your merry way? That's the great part about the value for value model is that you can do that. You don't have to to send us anything unless you want to. So, yeah, that's it. That's
2: how how this whole thing works. And you literally will not face any consequences. None at all. And uh, if you do send
3: in uh, Uh, a, a donation and it's over $25, you get a free copy of Andrew's book. So I was actually thinking... And I would like to hear from a couple people if they'd be interested in this. But I had somebody that wanted to purchase, or not even purchase, but wanted a a link that they could download every single episode. Now, that is the first time I've gotten that ask. And I think it (laughs) it is important to do that, especially since with our website, we actually, we were... Being the website was being run by somebody who didn't pay the bill and the whole thing got deleted. So I've been slowly bringing up the archives as well as the the, uh, actual MP3s. But I have all of the MP3s, I think most I have. I'm a little embarrassed to admit, I think one through 10 is on a different drive. I got to find it somewhere else. But I have 10 through now, all the MP3s. And I don't have a link, nor do I have the storage space that would, you know, if a bunch of people started downloading, I'm pretty sure my my ch- cheap uh, hosting that I've gone with mm. in order to kind of keep this going would probably be not so thrilled. So I was thinking we could do, I don't want to say a data DVD, because I, I, I'm i not Just cool enough the cool USB. Enough I could do a USB stick, though. We could do mm. a USB stick. We could sell it for, a, a, you know, an amount I don't know, probably not much, but then it's like hey, you can get all two hundred like you know like the previous two hundred and well we just did two seventy five that's a nice round number <laughs> first two hundred and seventy five episodes on a da- on a on a USB so if that is something that interests you uh go to the website go you can just email me by the way my email is tim at timkilkenny.com. tim at super super easy. Uh, or you can go to the website and hit the contact tab. But uh, yeah, so I mean, if we're if we're interested in that, there might be something we could consider. We'll just make little USBs and send them out, and I don't know. We'll start a Shopify or something account, or people can what? just email in. No,
2: no Shopify accounts.
3: Well, we can... those those who don't know anything about how to do any of the uh, back end of the website shouldn't <laughs> call out what we will and will not do. Okay, but
2: but no. I mean, well, we, just, we we just do it the same way. We just if he yeah, no, a- I agree. X amount, then I agree. Know, Event- like eventually, tell us where to send the USB. Yeah. And yeah. But I'm I'm talking about the millions of listeners who tune tune in each week. I'm. Andrew. I mean, we're talking we about we're talking about it. literally one one person who wants this. So let's, let's start won't. a Shopify account. <laughs> we should we should talk to that one person who wants this and. Find out what works for them. So we we will solve problems, you know, on an individual basis here. So
3: <laughs> all right. Well, Andrew's not into Shopify science or whatever right now. Yeah. So we're just gonna move forward with this. But yeah, I don't know why Shopify came to mind. And it was a it was a it was a deeper conversation I had with somebody else about some about something something
2: else. I, I'm still waiting for our first Monero donation to come in there I'll be uh, excited didn't you put a Monero I am
3: I did and we do have a donor who's been donating Bitcoin who's not in the spreadsheet but I told him I could add him this week uh, so since it's a donation segment I'll say it right now Chris from wait I'm going to mess this up Oh, I always mess up people's states and I've been told I cannot mess this state up it's not him, <laughs> not this person but a different Chris um my my buddy he lives in a suburb of yeah edgerton edgerton missouri chris from edgerton missouri sent us some bitcoin all right now how do we disclose it just say some bitcoin is that how we do it
2: no just that you can yeah that's fine he sent us a few Bitcoin. A few, well, (laughs) Satoshis. (laughs) He sent us a few
3: Satoshis. Yeah. Uh, And so we appreciate you, uh, Chris from Edgerton, Missouri. And uh, appreciate the text this
2: morning as well.
3: What's up? What's the question? What's, what well, I,
2: I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did send us a few Bitcoin, but you've been holding out on me if he sent us a few Bitcoin. <laughs> he, did, he did He
3: did not send us a few Bitcoin. I, I had to get out a calculator to divide what that decimal point is to send it to your wallet as well. So, um, no, not a few Bitcoin at all. But uh, why don't you read? Actually, no, I'll read the list. You read the, the email for the, yep. the grand finale there. All right. All right. So, getting into it this is revelations radio news 277 we're asking for time talent and treasure if you get value out of this podcast please send us some value in return we'll never read some sort of ad for me undies or whatever it is that podcast people are doing these days uh ben shapiro almost unlistenable as fast as he talks but then he goes right into an ad it's really hard to parse out what's going on and i even listened to him a couple times this last week but it's just like dude i mean Oh, you, were, man, you were talking you about des- a story. You deserve was, hazard pay. <laughs> you just talk about a story and then you go, right? Well, I mean, I, this dude talks so fast. I like check my podcast player. I'm like, is it, I, I must have bumped it up to 1.25 times. <laughs> so, like, no, no, still. I, think I, I believe he, he might be the only podcast where I endorse slowing it down.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Just endorse not listening to Ben Shapiro. But. Yeah. You. I mean,. He has he has some good points, but yeah, pro vax, man. If you're pro vax, you cut off from my podcast listening. Well, forever. you know,
3: and he would be for me too. I just happened to stumble upon him more recently cuz uh, James Evan Palato was playing some clips from him, so I tuned in. But yeah, I didn't realize he's pro vax. That's interesting. He's pro getting out of New York and moving to Florida, which I was into, he, but He's just a,
2: a It's very oh, no.
3: establishment. Oh no. Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear the disdain yep. in your anti science voice over there.
2: Yep. Anti anti pharma, anti science, scientism, all of it. All of it. All
3: right. We're gonna thank first off on uh, the for Revelations Radio News episode two seventy seven, which is this episode. We have to thank D D D Danny. <laughs> cone Medford med, med Med year of our Ford Oregon D- Danny 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 from Medford Oregon? Yes, that's what it is. Danny. Danny, thank you. Thank you for your donation. We appreciate you for sending $25 yes. for every single episode we do. And I love his honesty too. Those 3 weeks where he didn't do a show, no donation. No show, no donation. I like it, yeah.
4: Soon as I actually... Uh, I endorse yeah. that as well, yeah.
2: As soon as yeah. the show comes out, donation. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. It's, he's treating us like Pavlov treated his dogs. <laughs> that's, and a,
3: that's, it's, that's probably what I deserve, the amount of ADD I have. Just one one step above Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. Also, I want to thank Autumn from Snoqualmie, Washington. Autumn, I hope that you are doing well up there and that it warms up soon. I know you guys have... Uh, oh, depressing stat of the year. I got I got something to talk about with you in a minute. But uh Andrew. But anyway, thank you Autumn. I hope it warms up. You're in a lovely location and as soon as uh, summer comes, I know there's probably very few places quite as pretty as where you are there in Snoqualmie. So enjoy the summer. Uh next up Kyle from Newton, Massachusetts. We want to thank him for his donation of $10 and both of those are monthly donations, and they're on recurring, so we want to thank those people. Also, we have to thank uh, a new P.O. Box donation. Uh, as of last month, uh, I had a feeling it was recurring because it's a bank check, and I was right. So this is Chris- right. Christine from—this is one of our first donors, or our only donor or supporter, from New Hampshire. So Christine from The free new state. Yeah, New— manchester new hampshire so thank you and it's a recurring donation of twenty dollars a month so thank you very much christine we do appreciate you
2: and a a bank check that means paypal's not getting a cut yeah
3: no 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 cuts lost on the bitcoin or the p.o box donation no uh no no dollary dues or or cents taken yeah
2: that's great all right let me. Okay. Okay. So this is from Chris and Karen. And where are they from, Tim? Garden
3: City, Missouri. <laughs> Garden City Ranchers. Chris and Karen, the Garden City Ranchers. Okay. Garden City, Missouri. All
2: right. So. Here we go. Uh, Dear Tim and Andrew, I am perpetually three to four weeks behind on my podcast queue, and it came up with great pleasure to find out in real time that you had a three-week hiatus. Good for you. Now I'm caught up. I do keep tabs on the new playlist arrivals and did give pause to pray for you both because I could tell something was not right. Well, thank you for your prayers. So. We can always use them, but especially during the hiatus there. Uh, Listening to you two talk about the merits of drinking raw milk and eating grass-finished beef makes me feel like one of those big ag egg farmers seen an ad he paid for on the evening TV promoting the incredible edible egg. (laughs) Except I didn't pay my dues, so I will now rectify that. This spring, Karen and I busted our bums to build a sheep handling facility and also train the sheep to use it. We did so because we were way overstocked on sheep, needed to sell, and you can't beg a sheep to jump on a trailer to go to to go to go the auction. Our efforts paid off. The sheep loading event was a non-event. I took two full trailer loads to an auction not far from you two, and they actually waltzed right on into the trailer after all the practice. This donation is God's portion of our proceeds. You two encourage, edify, and lift up Karen and I spiritually with every podcast. Thank you very much for that. If you two ever host an Oklahoma meetup of like minded individuals and we aren't milking cows that day, i. e. February, we'll make the short five hour journey to OKC. I hope Chris from Kansas City does the same as I hope to meet as I hope to meet him and and when I meet anyone outside of, of KC I say Hi, I'm Chris from Kansas City. Maybe he is my neighbor. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, please keep up the podcast. We greatly appreciate your time, Chris. And P.S. I was not offended at all by Tim's horrid Missouri-Kansas state confusion. In my youth, I would have probably said, why them's fighting words, but I'm much older and wiser now. I also have many dear friends on the other side of the border. I'm in no need of a border war since it is apparent there are plenty of fine folk on both sides. That said, it was like (laughs) listening to fingernails on a chalkboard. Please don't do it again. (laughs) <laughs> find people on both sides of the uh, Mississippi River So ma- maybe it was the Kansas City thing that's where you got the Kansas
3: uh, well yes there is another gentleman who actually I texted this morning he's been texting me and he sent, he's the one who sent the bitcoin this week Chris from Edgerton Missouri is I think a, basically a suburb of Kansas City
2: okay so.
3: And uh, Chris, who just emailed you, Chris and Karen. So that, yeah. that was the deal. But Ed, you're, they're both the funny part of the of it is, even though I've messed it all uh, all up, they're both from Missouri. <laughs> yes. There's no There's no Kansas. <laughs> yes. There's no Kansas at all. Yeah. So it's just that one of them is from the small town,
2: nowhere near. Well, you know, we Kansas we get City? quite a few donations from California even though I say horrible things about California. So maybe we should start criticizing Kansas and see if <laughs> anyone from from Kansas is is listening. But
3: well, now I'm saying Kansas City is a suburb or the Edgerton's a suburb of Kansas City, but it's it's pretty far away. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, uh, what's, imp- what's so- important is I have done some thinking of what a uh, podcast or excuse me, what a uh, uh, meetup would look like. And so I, I don't know yet. I haven't made any decisions, but I am I am noodling on it because I can think of two uh, RN listeners slash supporters who live... Mm-hmm extremely close to us at this point so you me gretchen and tim all live pretty close and then yeah and then uh, there's even some more further out so yeah that's interesting idea i kind of figure out where when that sort of deal
2: yeah and we could do it um you know we could do it as a no agenda meetup with Tim and Andrew of RRN, we would probably get a a few more people sure. there from from that side. Which you know may, or may I don't know. I'm not the most social person in the world, but I I'm I'm with you. We should do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that I know that you're not the most
3: social person in the world, and uh, the, sometimes
2: our HOA has a little uh, I don't know building next to the pool and the barbecue and stuff that you can rent out if you live here so it's an interesting interesting idea get some sharps barbecue yeah Yeah. not a bad idea there not a bad idea at all I, I don't know the price but I've got an HOA meeting coming up so I will find out yeah there we go Well, there we go so well, it'd be interesting then
3: if uh, Chris and Karen were able to come and maybe some other people. So we'll figure out those details. You and I will talk off, off, off air and uh, see what we can do.
2: But but this was a, a very generous. Yeah, I was going to say we didn't even get to. We
3: didn't even get yeah. to the point. Yeah, this uh, was a very generous contribution of uh,
2: our cut of the uh, of the sheep of the sale. Sheep sale. Yeah. Well. Net- the the portion they chose to give to us, since <laughs> none of it was our cut, but no, yeah. definitely not our cut. <laughs> our
3: cut is in the like the government gets a cut. Like yeah. they did not do anything and they just get a cut. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they were the previous biggest donation, and then this donation for nine hundred dollars. So it's what what is that? What is that? That's twenty four hundred dollars just from That's, Chris and Karen. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. very, very much. And that's in six months. That is extremely humbling. We thank you very much. And it yes. does, it does kind of help us like, okay, there is, you know, in this time, this day and age, uh, every little bit helps. And, uh,
2: that's yeah. a, a big bit. Every big bit helps yeah. even more. Well, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not trying to make it little, but
3: you know, it's not a, it's not, this, this podcast isn't a, isn't a job that's going to feed a family. I'm just saying every little nope. bit in the podcast that supplements our actual incomes will really help those of yep. us who have them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank Spe- you very, speaking very much. Speaking of which, how's work going, Tim? Ah, work is going fine. Uh, not, Huh, ah, mortgage rates are up. So mortgages yeah. are hard to
2: come by right now going into mortgage sales well no one wants to be getting a mortgage so it's a tough, it's it, is tough. A t- it is a tough gig lots of uh, lots of awkward conversations and lots
3: of prayer lots of prayer about what to do and what to do next so uh, i'm enjoying it though i'm actually reaching a point where i'm like you know all right i'm done kind of navel gazing and being frustrated with you know i kind of idealize this life on the river you know mm-hmm. life out in the country, and this is gonna be awesome mm-hmm. for the for the apocalypse and, and he was overlooking some pretty some pretty uh glaring issues that just kind of trying to glamorize it and, and now I'm back to the suburbs, and it's like okay, that whole thing didn't work out like all right now lean into okay this is where we are now, and what's what's next god has God's still in this it just depends you know where he wants me next so. I was thinking the other day. I was like, you know, my house in Seattle that I just sold is is uh, I was I was having regrets. Like, wait, why did I come here? What's going on? But you know, just you know, just a little navel gazing. I'll admit it. But one of the things that made me feel awesome was realizing, and I think you know me well enough. You on a on a personal level and have seen me enough is can actually understand that like my daughter is way better here than she would have been Mm -hmm. there. Way better. She was not social at all. And now she's social social and loves people and it's just, you know,
2: anyway. yeah, She doesn't have to look at people wearing you know, masks when yeah. she leaves the house now. So, my yeah.
3: my best friend was the only adult really there other other than us that she'd ever been around and that wasn't wearing a mask and it was just it's just odd. And now she's in a completely different situation and uh, I think it's good. I think it's a good situation she's in. She's much much more I don't want to say the word socialized, but just much more used to <laughs> gets, being around other people.
2: Gets to be a, a human child in the same <laughs> way that human children have been raised for thousands of years. Where people are excited to see them, Where, not, not scared of them. And I mean, w- when you <laughs> stop and think about the development of language, it, mm-hmm. it really is an amazing thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and uh, just... I don't know covering up the mouth so you can't see someone's mouth yep. when they're talking to you yep. maybe not such a, a great giant experiment to do that just throwing not. it out there
3: definitely not she uh, she's she's learning her words she amazes us every day she's uh, she's a little firecracker she is you're gonna this is gonna shock all of the
2: listening audience but she's very stubborn <laughs> I wouldn't know what it's like to have any stubborn children. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know what it's like to be
3: stubborn either, right, Andrew?
2: Yeah, not at all. Not at all.
3: <laughs> so. She's the most, I don't know how to put this, Like it's, it's a weird combination, but she is the most laid back, cool, calm, kind, sweet, happy little girl. But she knows what she wants. and it's, And if it's a no, it's a hard no. <laughs> it's yeah. a yes. It's a hard yes. So, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's good to be amongst people who you know salt of the earth people here in Oklahoma that just uh, you know they just go to church and they want to be left alone. They want
2: they believe in Jesus and just want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't want to you know give away the secret here. I guess should I just be talking about like oh oklahoma yeah ugly uh people ride around on horses is that like this the game like that's how you you so people don't all move here is that the what you do uh, well there's a lot you're overlooking because of your background there's a lot of
3: there's a lot of things that, that are not awesome about here a lot of people are definitely afraid of storms which by the way we just made it through a may so you're fine you made it no big deal yeah. right
2: no, no big deal. Oh, yeah, that's that's like one so you of the just be like, ah, oh, yeah, tornadoes, tornadoes are gonna get you. Yeah,
3: if yeah. you're trying to deter people, definitely tornadoes because people tornadoes freak people out because unless you're from this, you know, the the, the our friends in uh, Missouri or Kansas or Texas, you know, they all know what we're talking about. But unless you're from this general area or up into the Midwest, you have no experience with tornadoes, so it's just like what. There's tornadoes? No, I couldn't deal with that. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. T- talking to my my mom back in Oregon, just saying, you know, you you do live like right at the base of a live volcano. <laughs> <It> could... <laughs> it's just... At the base yeah. of a live volcano, about I...
3: about eight hundred miles west of the largest.
2: Caldera slash volcano that Yellowstone is. You're you're thinking about moving to Wyoming and and you live next to a super volcano there. You're 40
3: miles inland from the largest known, one of the largest known, uh, and most active fault lines, which was that one that's just off the coast of Seattle, Vancouver, and down. Uh, into the Pacific there. It's not even... I can't remember the name of that. It's like the Cascadian Drift or something like this. Also, my guy who predicts earthquakes has mentioned that the big one is coming. He thinks this thing is coming the next year or so
2: because okay. everything's quiet. So have you been following... Uh, so you've been following them still? Yes. Because yes. It, you know, it's always... I guess I'm always skeptical when it's like, oh, look, I tweeted this. And then it's like, well, yeah, but did you tweet 50 other things that didn't happen, right? This, No, this guy, I mean,
3: he seems to be on, on point for what he's saying. And mostly he's just predicting. He has a rough idea of where and when, but it's more just based on, hey, there's a, there's a slowing down of earthquakes worldwide, especially around the Pacific Rim. I think there's a bunch up, you know, I think that they hmm. the plates are caught, and there's pressure building, but there's no smaller quakes because it's just gonna be one big one hmm. so that's kind of his whole theory, which it's been interesting to look at, I mean, but yeah, he thinks he thinks we got a big one coming, so get and out of the Northwest
2: people come
3: the come I mean, to Oklahoma would the north yeah the Northwest may not be the best place there he's saying, I don't know, I don't know anything he doesn't know anything it's just all ge- guessing but he thinks it's centered in like the new guinea area so not too far from where kind of in malaysia kind of where they had that horrible mm, uh, tsunami before. tsunami and was it 2005 yeah. or four something like that he thinks another one's right around there and so i don't know what that does for your coastal cities and sends tsunamis around the world or what, what it looks like but anyway um I was going to go look for something I saved on Twitter and I opened Twitter and I just got a uh, update. Uh, students in Washington State will be allowed to take as many excused absences as needed for mental health reasons beginning in the 2022-2023 <laughs>
2: school year. We've driven you crazy, but we will coddle you. Yes. To, yeah. Just tell us your... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why even have them go to school? Are I, they going to school? That's... I don't
3: know, man. It's like, I don't <laughs> think anybody within the Washington state government has any kind of uh, just normal, like, critical thinking. Like, hey, this, this, this may not go well.
2: <laughs> well, I'd, yeah, if, the, if going well is the goal, then I agree with you. But I would say it is not the goal. It's. they are working to destroy the state of Washington just like Kate Brown and company are working to destroy the state of Oregon just like Gavin Newsom's working to destroy California and everyone's working together to destroy the, the whole country there But
3: and it's all being held together by what? salt and light? Yeah, I do well, think it's like good it, Americans and Christianity that's holding this whole thing together and they haven't quite figured out how to rip it apart at the seams, but they sure are getting
2: pretty good at making us broke. Well, it, you know, it, I was thinking about this wealth. kind of in the uh, Bible prophecy vein where it's it is quite evident that there is a group of people spiritually influenced that is literally trying to play out the book of stuff, yeah yeah like they're yeah, they're true. trying to bring the antichrist they're trying to do mark of the beast they're trying to do all of it but they don't get to decide when it happens it's you know it's up to god saying like okay here's i'm lifting the common grace there's you you know judgment isn't necessarily like an active thing from God, it can be, but it's just like, okay, this thing that you deserve and you're working towards and you want to happen, here's the consequences of it. I'm going to allow it to happen. So that's, you know, whether that is imminent or 200 years from now, I don't know, but it's, you know, that that's what the timing is, but you could see People trying to make that happen. You know, the, the Bill Gateses of the world working towards that. So. It, what,
3: it, it, there's always a counterpoint too, right? Because it's also evident throughout the book of Revelation that there is a group of people who are like, no. <laughs> right. I'm not going along with this. I don't want this to happen. This is terrible. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think modern... The remnant... Yeah, they're, of course, the remnant. But I think modern Christianity has, you know, kind of uh, uh, trivialized that and been like, "Well, those people are gonna get evacuated. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get shot out of here. So don't even worry about it." And they will. I mean, the people there will be a, a rapture at some point. But it's just, will it be before anything gets bad? I highly doubt it. I think things. I think things <laughs> yeah. Can, when- can, can still get bad while we're here.
2: So if you don't. survive the mass martyring of, you know, Christians around the world, yeah, then you would be then raptured before the the wrath of God wipes what He's going to wipe out. So that's the the day of the Lord. But yeah, the, the day of the Lord the, will come, and the only thing we know for the, sure is. all the Chris White Chris White we're on your side on Bible prophecy stuff you know we'll see what uh, his polite uh, critiques of our our podcast there
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah Chris Chris is always dead on on the, the Bible prophecy stuff so if you don't know who that is or if you think the Bible is fake uh, go ahead and check out chriswhiteministries.com dot com or Nowhere to Run nineteen eighty four K N O or BibleProphecyTalk.com yeah, Bible Talk. dot com or Bible Prophecy Talk podcast. I'll throw a link in the show notes, but uh, pretty important dude. You never heard of ancient aliens? <laughs> yeah, it's he's up there the, with George sukalos no, Yeah
2: the the number of people influenced by his stuff on the internet you know the ripple effects and what have you it's (laughs) it's pretty crazy so
3: it is all right andrew i'm gonna give you a choice would you rather i read the story false gods false prophets and their false religion of eugenics or would you rather (laughs) listen to a six minute jason whitlock clip (laughs) <laughs> uh, Andrew's and like, I like uh, both of those actually. No, oh, do you? Okay,
2: yeah. The the false gods. The, he, I, I'm a sucker for eugenic stuff. Let, yeah, let's yeah. hear it. Yep.
3: <laughs> false gods, false prophets, and they're false religion of eugenics. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations. They provoked him to anger. They sacrifice unto devils and not to God, to gods whom they did not know, to gods who that they came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. That's from Deuteronomy 32 16. Or because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creator rather or excuse me, the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Romans 125. And then of course, say people of the book, come to common terms as between us that we worship the name of Allah, that we associate no partners with him, and that we erect not from among ourselves lords and patrons other than Allah. Al Imran three sixty four. That is the first time we've ever read the Quran on the show. Anyway, uh, false gods, false prophets, uh, Nazis, and neo eugenics. Speaking of false gods, oh. <laughs>
2: so stupid. All right, New, <laughs> Yuval, got any more? Got any more Muhammad quotes in there? <laughs> no, you've all Noah Harari
3: and human imperial hubris. Number one, the false god is the an augmented Ubermensch. Israeli historian and author of the well-known book Sapiens, Yuval Noah Harari, who has been a regular of the World Economic Forum feature at Davos. Considering it is no longer in much doubt that Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum has been attempting to lead a global uh, palace coup against the nation-state, it has become imperative to scrutinize the words and legacy of this false prophet of technocracy, Harari. Here is Noel uh, on the opportunity that COVID provides for the World Elite, which is a clip that we've played numerous times where COVID is important because it shows uh, COVID is critical because it convinces people to accept and legitimize the total biometric surveillance. We need not just to monitor the people, but we need to see what is happening under their skin. We now see mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. We also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's under the skin. Governments want to know where we go, who we meet. Above all, they want to know what 's happening under the skin what 's our body temperature what 's our blood pressure what 's our medical condition now, humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. And we are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring for instance the power to engineer life this is your this is your quote coming I know that in recent years we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have as an important institutions like universities. Uh, and respectable media outlets. Which ones are those? Oh, these populist politicians told people that scientists are all this small elite connected, uh, disconnected from the real people. I mean, all of this f- story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is all fake news. Humans are hackable animals. You know, the whole idea that humans have, you know, the soul and a spirit and free will. Nobody knows what's happening inside me. Whatever I choose, whether it's election or whether it's the supermarket, this is my free will. Well, that's all over. Such dangerous hubris knows no bounds. Uh, the biggest question we have is what are we going to do with all of these useless eaters? Uh, and if that wasn't bad enough, they call him the prophet, the miracle of life reduced to the technological nightmare. We are probably one of the last generations of homo sapiens because in the coming generations we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains. These are all the Harari quotes. I don't want to read them all because we've actually played these clips. So, Number two, the false prophet, Yuval Noah Harari. Upon hearing his words above, some beautifully naive people insist that Harari is actually warning against the dystopian vision he's portraying. To support their wishful thinking, they cite that Harari has cautioned against national governments as well as corporates from having this much power. And they are correct, he has. But be wary of globalists who criticize nation states and their government. They do so not because they are defending the people against the government, but because they believe that unelected transnational global institutions like the UN and WEF should replace the nation state. After already having having corrupted the latter so that people want to be rid of it, the aim is to turn people against the nation state so that they turn instead to global institutions. This is how they seek to usher in the new world order. <clears throat> Harari is using our concern for surveillance to gain us <clears throat> to gain us on his side emotionally no to gain us on side emotionally once achieved, he then posits an even worse solution than the problem being identified. He is simply hoping that his sophistry bamboozles us from realizing it. This deceit mostly works because most people are trusting and not evil." Harari elaborates, That's the problem. I mean, we need institutions actually more, but there is this wave of distrust against them. Now, it doesn't mean we need the old institution. It doesn't mean that we have to stick with the old media. Maybe we need a new media institutions. We will be more diverse which will give people more of a chance to voice their opinions. But in the end, we will need to build these institutions. The idea that we can do without them, that we'll just have this free market of ideas and anybody can say anything, and we don't want institutions of any kind to stand in the middle and curate and decide what is reliable and what is not reliable, this doesn't work. It has been tried too many times in history. You know, if you look at religious history, to take a counterexample, you have Christianity. Again and again and again, these people come in saying, you know, we don't want the Catholic Church, this institution. Let's just let everybody person read the Bible for himself. And you know the truth what is more simple than that? Why do we need an institution? And then you have the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation. Within 20 years or 50 years, they realized that when you let every person read the Bible for themselves, you get 100 different inter- interpretations, radically different. So eventually someone comes in and says, no, these are the correct interpretations, and then you get the Lutheran Church. After, this is interesting to hear him talk about the church and the Bible. Yeah, to- totally not oversimplified <clears throat> there. Yeah. And after 100 years, someone says, wait, but the whole idea of the Reformation was to get rid of the church so we don't need to want the Lutheran church. Let every person just read the Bible and understand it for themselves. And then you have chaos. Gosh. After 50 years, you have the Baptist church and this church and that, and you always go back to institutions. So it's the same with that kind of information explosions that we have right now. And who will control these new institutions that control all your data by surveilling under your skin? Here it is in Harari's own words for the Financial Times that has conveniently been made free for you to read. The entire article relies on Harari's usual trick. He spends a great deal of time describing the problem so that we may be grateful, only to, to be able to get us on board with his idea of the solution. We establish a powerful pathogenic, let's see, a powerful global system to monitor and prevent pandemics. In the age-old war between humans and pathogens, the front line passes through the body of each and every human being. And if this line is breached anywhere on the planet, it puts us all in danger. Even the richest people in the most developed countries have a personal interest to protect the poorest people in the least developed countries. Oh, yeah, because that's what they've been always wanting to do.
2: Yeah, kind of weird how, you know, the pathogens... Back before all this fancy stuff, people still lived longer than they do now. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. The skeleton of
3: such a global anti-plague system already exists in the shape of the World Health Organization and several other institutions. But the budgets supporting this system are meager and it almost has no political teeth. While they're trying to make it have political teeth, they're trying to give everything to the World Health Organization. But anyway, we need to give this system political clout and a lot more money. Well, there you go the mouthpiece of the elite so that it won't be entirely dependent on the whims of self-serving politicians as noted earlier I don't believe that unelected experts should be tasked with making crucial policy decisions that should remain to to the preserve Mm. of the politicians but some kind of independent global health authority would be the ideal platform for compiling medical data, monitoring potential hazards and raising alarms and directing
2: research as a result like theirs. Oh wait. And then so, so just no way for us to know for sure, but uh, which is WAG and which is the dog here with him and Bill Gates pushing the same That's a good point. Same that's agenda really, there.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. And there you see it in black and white. Harari's solution to the problem of mass data harvesting that he has already identified for you is to take the power from the nation state and hand it to none other than the world economic forum. The move would apparently solve the problem of meaningless and worthless human hackable animal with no free will controlled by masters who will own our data and we will own nothing, eat bugs and be happy by handing it over to his friend Klaus Schwab. Great. Great. Part three, the false religion, eugenics. In the final chapters of Harari's book, Homo Deus, contain his da- Dadaist movement manifesto, wherein he speculates on the end of Homo sapiens. In it, he calls Dadaism a religion. Uh let's see if I can... I can't... Open this. Which
2: is like... You know, big data and AI conquers everything. Is that the idea of dataism?
3: Let me read read dataism. Dataism is neither liberal nor humanist. It should be emphasized, however, that dataism isn't anti-humanist. It has nothing against human experiences. It just doesn't think they are intrinsically valuable. (laughs) Skipping ahead. When cars replaced horse-drawn carriages, we didn't upgrade the horses. We retired them. Perhaps it is time to do the same with humans. Dataism adopts a strictly functional approach to humanity, appraising the value of human experiences according to their function in data processing mechanisms. If we develop an algorithm that fulfills the same function better, human experiences will lose their value. Thus, if we can replace not taxi drivers and doctors but also lawyers, poets, musicians with superior supercomputers, why should we care? Excuse me. <clears throat> why should we care if these programs have no consciousness? Or subject of experiences. Wow, <laughs> this is dark. Why should if we s-
2: care? Because we are people.
3: <laughs> if, if some humanist starts adulating the sacredness... Who's, who's the "we" in that
2: statement? I don't know. The elite
3: technocrats. Yeah. yeah. If, if the so-called elite, if some humanist starts adulating the sacredness of human experience, dataists would dismiss such sentimental humbug. The experience you are praising is just an outdated biochemical algorithm. In the African savannah 70,000 years ago, that algorithm was state of the art. Even in the 20th century, it was vital for the army and the economy. But soon, we will have much better algorithms. It's always a promise of tomorrow with these guys. Always a promise yeah, we're, of a brighter yeah, tomorrow.
2: Yeah, where's the flying cars? Yeah. You know, I was promised flying cars. And refrigerators ordering milk for me. And yeah, my I, refrigerator still doesn't even order milk for me. And yeah. it
3: breaks every three years for some reason. It's worse than my refrigerator yeah. used to be.
2: Yeah, our our refrigerator already broke the the just the plastic like shelf part. Yeah, six six months. Thanks. Shocking, shocking. Yeah.
3: <laughs> by quite I have a uh, I have like a it's from the 90s so it's not quite old enough my old house I had a, a fridge from the 80s but I do have one from the 90s here in the garage that like it's it's ugly it's really heavy but it keeps things really cold and it's never going to break so <laughs> yeah I got it for free. Someone was like, come get this heavy thing out of my house. I'm like, well, okay. All right. By equating the human experience with data patterns, dataism undermines our primary source of authority and meaning and heralds a tremendous religious revolution, the like of which has not been seen since the eighth century, which is gotta be a reference to Islam. No, hope. Here we go. In the eighth century, humanism sidelined God by shifting from one deocentric to a homocentric world view. In the 21st century, dataism may sideline humans by shifting from more homocentric to a data-centric view. Well, what happened in the
2: 8th century? What's he talking about? I don't know, actually. Because that's not printing press. No, not at all. No. I feel like, I think, I
3: feel like that's Muhammad. we look up Muhammad and tell me when this, this man lived? Okay. The dataist revolution will provide... a will probably take a few decades if not a century or two but then the humanist revolution did not did did not happen overnight at first humans kept on believing in god arguing that humans are sacred because they were created by god for some divine purpose only much later did some people dare to say that humans are sacred in their own right and that god doesn't exist at all Similarly, today, most dataists claim that the Internet of Things is sacred because humans are creating it to serve human needs. He's literally talking about the Internet of Things and the the fridge that'll buy milk. But eventually, the Internet of Things will become sacred in its own right. Oh, gag me with a! This. this is the worst. The shift from the homocentric to Data-centric worldview won't I'm, be merely. A I'm. Fr- really regretting my choice. But. Philosophical revolution. It will be a practical revolution. All truly important revolutions are practical. The humanist idea that humans invented God was significant. It had far-reaching practical implications. Similarly, the dataist idea of organisms and algorithms is significant due to its day-to-day practical consequences. Ideas change the world only when they change our behavior. Yeah, I can understand why you're regretting your choice, but let's get into...
2: So, no, it's not Muhammad. Okay. Muhammad was before. Okay. What is it, 6th century? Yeah. Dang. I was... I was there. All right. I I don't know what he's talking about. The... Okay, it was like, uh, who ruled England in the 8th century? Ethel Stan? What happened? 8th century? Great change for several historically significant civilizations in Egypt, the 23rd and 24th dynasties. No, it's, I, what's he talking about? Maybe he's got the wrong century. Mm-mm.
3: As you shall see, Progressive, he won't, he's not, no role, Harari, he's, he's enlightened. You yeah, just don't, well, you just don't get
2: it. You just don't need science, Andrew. His summary of Protestantism yeah. <laughs> uh, makes me a little skeptical that he's got the rest of history figured out there. As you shall see, progressive left wing science revering
3: internationalists have historic form on this topic of eugenics. Harari and the globalists are no different. And there's a picture of how the establishment fell for eugenics, an article by Peter Franklin. But there's a picture next to this, and they placed the famous British socialite George Bernard Shaw in the photo next to the title uh, "Eugenics," and above it is no accident. Here he's really telling you what he thinks.
2: Yeah, it's I'm less and less, uh, you know, worried that they actually have this stuff figured out. I think it's all it's a con game, other than they do know how to poison us and start wars. So, you know, I'm not saying there aren't dangerous, but the, the whole AI, you know, we don't need people. It's really, you don't need people. Hmm. I don't know that uh, Bilderberg happens without people still. So, yeah, absolutely
3: not. Anyway, it, Goes on and on. It's a longer article than I had anticipated, but uh that I remembered actually. Um what was I gonna say? Where are we? George Bernard uh up here. But anyway, the five points of this article, the fourth point is let's just go back and read the five points of this article. So this is uh from a substack from Majid Nawaz, which is somebody I've played clips from on here. I'm actually kind of subscribed to him on Substack and find it to be Pretty cool stuff. But uh, number one, the false god, the augmented Ubermensch, which is no- Novo- Noah Harari. Yeah. Uh, number two, the false prophet, was well, also, also, also Noah Har-
2: Harari. Har- Harari. The false religion. Ripping off, ripping off uh, Hitler, ripping off um, George Bernard Shaw. No, well... I was. Oh, who's the philosopher that the Nazis got everything from?
3: Oh, Blavatsky?
2: No, no, no. That's Uh, who. uh, Never mind.
3: Hitler got his stuff from. Anyway, uh, number four: National Socialism, Nazism, and eugenics. As the above demonstrates, globalist false prophets today are openly ruminating on how to hack humans for optimization while distinguishing them for worthless people. This is not new. Uh, And it goes on, uh, from then they merged one person, uh, National Socialist Adolf Hitler. Gosh, we have quotes from Hitler in this article. And then they talk about the Azov Battalion drops the neo-Nazi symbol that's been exploited by Russian propagandists. And then there's the sage who saw the scam. Number five, the late great British philosopher Roger Scruton, who had spent time as an underground anti-communist activist inside the Soviet Union, had the materialist globalist Yuval Noah Harari sussed from the start.
2: Yeah, Nietzsche is who I was thinking of. Ah, yes, it is Nietzsche. So, it's which, you know, the old the old joke, God is dead, Nietzsche. Nietzsche <laughs> is dead, God. There. Yeah, it's a little philosophy minor humor for you. There, there you uh, go. Done.
3: I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna get. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have thrown in that dataism stuff. But that was a, kind of enlightening. It's like, what in the world this dude really thinks that this all this is the new religion?
2: Yeah. There's and you know, I mean, Alex Jones has always talked about this stuff uh, in the context of it's real and we should be worried about it and they're really doing it and I don't know, man. They stuff they can't figure out, it's like, how are they going to get all the AI stuff figured out? I mean, you can't even get a decent AI written news story yet. So, I mean, while we're talking about this, it's not just humans, though, right? Like, legitimately we have,
3: there's got to be demons telling, you know, the people that are sacrificing children or whatever, and all these elite so-called elite, you know. You know, the the
2: Rothschilds, when they have those like human hunting things in the well, In they're, the uh, Black Forest—that's um, the source of all this because it's the same thing. Like, oh, you'll become as gods. Yep, you'll get—you'll live forever. Yep. Just, death is a technical problem that can be solved. Yeah, don't worry
3: the, the, about those useless eaters. We'll make you live forever. We'll get yep. rid of all those useless eaters.
2: It's demons.
3: Demons are telling these people what to do. That was the cool part about that clip that we got from Will last week. It was mm-hmm.
4: uh,
3: part from Chris White. Uh, From long, long ago, talking about, yeah,
2: at the top, that's probably what it is. Yeah, (laughs) Demons are just like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, and it's, you know, different disguises, whether it's gods or aliens or... Ascended masters. Whatever, ascended, yeah.
3: Spirit guides, when you take ayahuasca. Just
2: taking... I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Taking hallucinogenic drugs does not make your thoughts more accurate than not taking hallucinogenic drugs. Big stretch.
3: I don't know if the anti-science bent on your side of the podcast (laughs) is contagious, but I feel like I could catch it at some point, and clearly you haven't met, like, Ayahuasca or Joe Rogan, and so... You yeah, can change your life, man. You just got to take some uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> well, go I guess your, I... Th- go go meet your ascended masters.
2: Yeah. This is... Yeah, it's... I mean, that that is what's happening, though. This is, yeah, this is demonic the ex- influence. It's this the ex- is
3: externalization yeah. of the hierarchy that Frank yeah. Lordy and Chris White were talking about 15 years ago. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, and it it really is being externalized and uh, you know, lots of canary cry I was talking about the other day, but the all this stuff used to be very hidden and mm-hmm. now it's just like, Oh yeah, we'll do it out in the open because the new you know, the news cycle, first of all, no one watches the news and right. then the people who do, you just change the topic every two days and every day, really. I mean and people can't hold on to that coherent thought we're like the bees that can't fly straight to the hive anymore you know we're just kind of floating around aimlessly over here over there and it's a combination of spiritual physical you know emotional manipulation all of it it's a it's a war and it's not that our enemies are that impressive. Even it's just, you know, <laughs> there's a, there is a war going on, and if you don't realize that, it's it's really difficult to to fight against it. And everything and the,
3: you think you know might be wrong. Not, yeah, not the, everything, the, but many many things, especially considering the world you live
2: in. Yeah, if if you're trusting anything that comes from the world then yes i agree with that it's uh yeah anything that comes from the world exactly not the bible or or what we're talking about here yeah and you 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 can question everything you know you can question the bible all you want the the people making claims about oh the bible can't be trusted just did a hundred different interpretations from a hundred different people which is totally bogus by the way i mean you you know if you could probably get a hundred different interpretations somewhere but you're going to get the you're going to get the main idea if you just read the bible yeah. you know all 100 people are going to get the same idea so uh, it, it takes it takes education you know quote education and very creative interpretations to to get as far off as as people get
3: yeah so, no absolutely and it's it's the only thing, you know, we had a listener write in and says, "You yeah, know, quit quit with the the Bible stuff. Can't believe you guys believe all that." And it's I appreciate him writing in. I appreciate him listening, but
2: uh, it's I kind of just, amazing that he's listening. I mean,
3: I would agree. Yeah. But uh I would encourage him to prove me wrong. First off, go to bibleprophecytalk.com, go to the archives, or I'll send you some videos from there.
2: Yes. Yeah, Second off the gospel, the gospel tract from Chris there. Yeah. Second off, good. just uh, prove me wrong. Yeah. Should show me why there's should be a bunch more books in the Bible, you or know, the 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 lost books, or they were changed or what yep. have you. Yeah. Yep. Show me how the people who hated Jesus talked about how he
3: you know wasn't born or didn't didn't exist at all or
2: didn't actually die show me show me yeah the 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 strong uh academically sourced argument for jesus wasn't real yeah yeah which which is
3: really 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 weak and then it once you really see that then it starts to show you like wait what this is even definitely real
2: even harari didn't claim he wasn't real. He said that oh the fiction that he you know he died and rose again well then you have to this, ask. No, you have okay. to
3: say this is fake news. <laughs> this is fake
2: news. Yeah. So he. Okay, you admit he lived. Mm-hmm. You admit he died, mm-hmm. and you admit, as historical fact, thousands and thousands of martyrs in the in the years following,
4: mm-hmm.
2: who, rather than just say, "Okay, we made it up," that whole thing about Jesus rising from the dead, we we made it up. You know, let me live. No, they they chose to crucify them
3: upside down. Yeah, they and, and be burned at the stake and all kinds of stuff.
2: All sorts of horrible methods Stone, of execution. Uh, and they they were doing that because they didn't actually believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. Hmm, that's a motivated group of people there. Super so, motivated. So, or they. <laughs> I think at the very least, you have to admit that the the Christian martyrs believed what they, you know, believed in the resurrection. Absolutely. So. Yep. Um, I kind of lost what I was even talking about at this point. So. Well, well, for. There's one person out there, Tim, that not only wants to listen to, the, to this whole episode, but every other whole episode we've ever done. So that's. I'm gonna open a Shopify store. <laughs> it's the
3: only. It's the only normal reaction to that statement. So, okay. Uh, I had the clip of the mom from Uvalde, the one who like broke free from the cops or ran in and got her own kids. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Many people have heard that at this point. So, I don't know if we got time for the Jason Whitlock si- six minute clip either. So. Uh, I have subscribed. I found an interesting source, resource for people. So I know there are people out there who listen to this show who are smarter than us. But I, f- I found a good one. And this is foreignaffairs.com. Foreignaffairs.com. And this is... Uh, I came across it because... What's her, what's her name? Uh, Newland. Vicki Newland's husband who is, gosh, I can't, I'm not going to remember his name, but he wrote an article, and it was on foreignaffairs.com. So this is like a...
2: Isn't this the Council on Foreign Relations? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is just their publication. Richard Haas, yeah. Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah.
3: So, anyway, but maybe it's old news, but I've been reading through it. It's kind of like... james corbett likes to say re studying up on your enemy
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean they they spell it out there and the ukraine war believe it or not not a surprise (laughs) this has been planned you know there's the rand corporation planning it out in 2019 and there's stuff going all the way back to well as far back as you want to go but 2007 especially when it's like hey let's pretend to put ukraine in nato there you go anyway one of the the article i read which is interesting because it was
3: it's like dated july august 2022 july august 2022 and the title of it is the new energy order how go- governments will transform energy markets
2: Yeah, I mean, for print publications, they usually, like, that'll be the uh, July-August edition or whatever. Ah, okay. So, but they're just, it's already written now.
3: Well, I'm smart enough to know that that didn't mean it was, like, fake or faked in the beginning before it existed. But, anyway, it's interesting to read how... uh, you know weird lines like when chinese oil, uh, lockdowns ease the oil demand will surge so mm. in this in a sense it's better to keep the chinese lockdowns going so that the demand for oil doesn't increase too fast and it's just uh, it's it's a, it's
2: an odd read yeah i mean
3: you got to take a shower whole,
2: after the read is what yeah, i'm the, saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean the whole oil things such a scam it, it, <laughs> fossil fuel Andrew it's fossil
3: <laughs> fuel so yeah. listen like din- dinosaurs gotta keep dying did you listen to uh, uh, James Corbett's flashback to neo-feudalism from 2007
2: no but the dinosaur thing I feel like was referenced somewhere it's something I did did here oh. but
3: Uh, Well, Tim Ball in that podcast talks about how Kagan, Robert Kagan, I found an article authored by Robert Kagan on foreign affairs and the survey in foreign affairs. Anyway, um, yeah, Dr. Tim Ball, who, by the way, our good friend uh, Julian Charles, friend of the show from years ago. Uh, interviewed several different times. He's mm-hmm. a very strong Christian and likes to just stomp all over anthropogenic global warming theories or whatnot. Yeah. But it was a clip of him talking about how the Rockefellers basically paid people to tell, the, to explain, <laughs> to, uh, uh, um, not skeptics, but the uh, people in school, students, that uh, oil came from dinosaur bones. So it's fossil, well, fossil fuel. It's called fossil yeah. fuel cost. And so that way, uh, excuse me, it implies scarcity, which is not what it is. It's actually the blood of the earth and the second most value, or the second most uh, plentiful f- yeah. fluid on the Tons planet. Tons of oil. We're not running out of oil. Ever. Yeah. People, I mean, they, they empty these giant oil wells and then they come back a couple of years later and they're full. Yeah.
2: So, swimming in oil.
3: Yeah. Never going to run out.
2: But... You
3: know, but they want to, yeah, they, want they, to they found
2: it's, some it's dinosaur bones. They found some professor that said that had that theory about where oil comes from. You know, oh, in the millions of years of dinosaurs, and
3: I don't even know if it's dinosaurs, like by the way,
2: if it's dinosaur specific. But it that was the idea. So they said, yes, we'll call it fossil fuel, and then they they pushed it for exactly that reason, just. It's to funny. make it sound like it's a rare deal.
3: It's funny driving through Wyoming. You drive past, you know, home of Sinclair. And Sinclair is the is literally just the gas company that has a giant green
2: dinosaur. It's the yeah. <laughs> as, as the mascot. You know, I never put that together, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. A little little
3: too on the nose. Driving by this giant plant, I'm like looking over. I'm like, oh. They're laughing at us.
2: Look, it's dinosaur bones, guys. Yeah, there's actually Oklahoma City has a dinosaur by a Sinclair there. Well, no, they, that's the Sinclair's. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's their, but like a big statue thing. They don't have those everywhere. But no, yeah. no, uh,
3: but they they have one down in Norman. Uh, they, have, they have a few. So anyway, but they're laughing at us. Look at look at this. You're burning up dino bones, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything we absolutely have to get to or is it about time to roll no, out? No, we gotta we gotta wrap it up.
2: I agree. I'm uh also excited. It is to now to it is now Friday. We gotta reintroduce the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Revolutions radio
3: news episode. Well, before we get out of here, Andrew, we're gonna need some words of wisdom. So were you recording? Let's double check. Yep, I'm recording. Okay. <laughs>
2: Why would you I ask for- it, bro? Why
3: would you ask at this I point? I forgot to. Have, bro, I realized are, I forgot to ask. We are at the a beginning. minute. We are a minute or two uh, away from ending the show. At this point, uh, there's yeah, absolutely yeah. no reason to ask. Because no, if even if I say no, you'd just be like, "Well, how am I we... supposed to sleep if I didn't ask that question?" <laughs> That's a good point. I get yeah. that. I get that. Well, we're gonna need some words of wisdom, though, Andrew. So don't. No pressure. We'll stand by and wait. Maybe I'll just read some.
2: We could have a, a segment <laughs> read some of the more sh- Noel Harari. <laughs>
3: yeah. This is a, definitely a uh, mistake on my part. I should have shortened the Harari parts to tell you. Oh. We could have a, we could have a whole other part of the show, which is what's in the Epoch News Tim,
2: folder in Tim's email that he never reads. Tim Tim reads something to annoy Andrew. There, <laughs> new, new segment. Yeah, that's a good segment. I like that segment. Yeah. Transhumanism does
3: annoy me. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. How about quoting the Quran on our show? Is that good? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a weird moment. It's a weird moment. I'm just rolling with it. Breaking May 29th. Breaking Pelosi's husband arrested for DUI. Epoch News. There was also May 29th. Biden raising gas prices on purpose. Top Republican says. Live now. Trump rally. Save America. May twenty eighth. I made it for those of you out there who are everyone who's listening to the show. I, for some reason, found myself subscribed to the Epoch News. I I thought it. I thought it was free. It's not. I'm getting paid ten. Getting charged ten dollars a month. It's all going to one folder in my email. I currently have nine hundred and fifty four unread (laughs) emails. I think I need to cancel this subscription. But it's just like. They be pump a whole, it out, man. It would these... be, be a whole segment. All right. Pelosi blocks Supreme Court bill. Republicans eye a chance for shocking win and deep blue. Takeover. Schumer under pressure to address past comments. White House responds after man allegedly trying to kill.
2: I don't even know what the rest of that sentence is. Supreme uh, they, Court
3: overturns Fourth Circuit
2: ruling. No, they tried to kill the Supreme Court justice. Kavanaugh. Oh, no. Is this a real story? Yes. Wow. It's a, they didn't even, you know, they tried to assassinate the Supreme Court justice and not only are, is the media ignoring it, Pelosi says no, we don't need more security for Supreme Court justices. So they're just they're putting the screws to them to make sure they don't overturn Roe v. Wade. That's what's going on. It's basically like we're going to let one of you idiots get killed if you overturn Roe v. Wade. Wow, so that's that's that part. We have to keep sacrificing them babies to Moloch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. John Roberts is, yeah, he's all in. So the stories I didn't get to, I will quickly say, and I'll work this into words of wisdom. um, There's no such thing as the bird flu, so. Uh, You can extrapolate from that that you should not be scared even though you see headlines like this from the National Park Service. Highly pathogenic avian influenza virus detected in ducklings at the Lincoln Memorial Reflecting Pool. Oh my goodness. And they say, oh, there's no actual threat to the public health. And there isn't because it's just PCR test nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And excuses to kill a bunch of chickens. So don't let them kill your chickens. There you which, go. There's by the way, there's is a great source of animal protein,
3: which doesn't include glyphosate.
2: Yeah, especially if you can get chickens that haven't been made into Franken chickens, like the, you know, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. But find some old, some old Julia Child. <laughs> Delicacy chickens, yeah, got to be out there somewhere.
3: I'm gonna, I'm on
2: the, I'm on the hunt for some beef tallow. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll trade you some, uh, I'll trade you some lard for some tallow. Be <laughs> set. This
3: show used to be really erudite and concise. <laughs> now they're reading Harari and trading different types of animal fats.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and re- oh, relying on the contributions of sheep sales <laughs> it, they must have sold a lot of sheep man a lot of that's sheep. awesome
3: yeah, yeah that's, they're out there killing it so very cool thank you again to everybody uh, for listening also those who donated and uh, special thanks to the uh, the sheep farmers out there And to the sheep who made this uh, podcast possible. Sponsored by Big Agra. (laughs) Big Ag. It's all I wanted. It's all I wanted. (laughs) Small Ag. Yeah, it's true. It is.
0: A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit Revelations Radio and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at Revelations Radio and thank you for your support of this podcast.